This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor. the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the mighty Cuyahoga River, live from the War Room in Cleveland, Ohio, USA. Tonight, this is the Emperor's Court here on Verse the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. I am your God-gifted host, the Emperor, coming to you live from my nice war room here, joined in studio by the Highlander. Always a pleasure. Sans Varyar tonight, who bailed on us at the last second, so we're going to call him a douchebag for the rest of the night. <clears throat> Actually, kind of have to give him a bit of a pass. Uh, he kind of he had to bail on us because he had a family thing going on due to his uh, I, I guess his father popped in there so oh ah, okay yeah, well so. it is Father's Day it is and uh, I I know his dad real well hell I worked for him for almost a decade so ah <laughs> had to give him a pass and that's fine so no voyeur tonight but Highlander is here yes and Highlander do you have all your your normal goodies and segments no what no forbidden knowledge I couldn't find a really good one okay and but I was... do have a good this or that oh, okay so. that's good and I also have something else I wanted to I I brought over a book I wanted you to. Uh, I wanted your input and okay. see, see what you thought of it. It's uh, leadership strategies from Disney, like Disney's leadership. From tra- Disney. Yeah, let me, hold on, let me, let me read it exactly. Dun, dun, dun. Not the whole thing, but just, you know, we can get to it later. It's called Creating Magic, 10 Common Sense Leadership Strategies from Life at Disney by Lee Cockerell, who was uh, Senior Vice President of Operations at the Walt Disney World Resort. Okay. So I'm just, I'll just read them off. I mean, I'm sure, I think each one's like, each chapter's like a, no, number one, number two. So I'm just right. I'd be curious to see your uh, your thoughts as to okay what they think. We'll take a look at it. I, I'm interested. I mean, Lord knows Disney has been very successful in years past. Maybe not in the past decade or so, but then again, right? Who has been? So a lot going on this evening, ladies and gentlemen. We've got this or that. We've got the quickening. We've got the yes. stupid video game of the week. We've got a special quickening. A special quickening. Excellent. Special quickening. Uh, Gnomewise tells me that he has perfected the phone call system using the uh, 64-bit system that we've got now. Oh, really? So my apologies, ladies and gentlemen. I was going to try to do that last night. However, and this is one of the stories we'll get into a little later on, Mystic Mim had something going on. We did not get home until much, you know, very late, uh, much later than I had thought. So we'll get to that a little later on. I have a couple stories, actually, over the weekend that I have to tell that are, are pretty cool. So, But Highlander, yes. you were telling me you had a wild weekend so far. What has been going on with Oh, you? my goodness. It's just been crazy. Uh, I have, I, I don't know what I would call her. I guess a family friend, almost almost, almost like a sister, really. Uh, a prostitute? 
Yes, like a prostitute. Yes, a matter of fact. Uh, she is a uh, person that's been in our family's life for a very long time. Her, her parents were kind of deadbeating a little bit. Okay. So she'd be over our house all the time, and she'd stay over all the you know, that kind of stuff. So she, she's not like a sister, but she's as close to a sister as you're going to get. So she lives in Florida, and she is coming up because uh, my real sister and her are going to be in a wedding coming up uh, Saturday. Are you in this wedding? No, I'm not, but I'm going to the wedding. Okay. I was invited to the so wedding. So you're there. You're just not part I'm of just it. there. I'm not part Damn of it, the wedding. Keep talking. I'm just adjusting. All right. Something. Go ahead. So she's coming up for the week, and we're planning on doing a bunch of stuff. We're going to Cedar Point on Tuesday, which is going to be amazing. Uh, but anyway, in order to prepare <laughs> for her, we had to you know clean out the whole house and make sure everything looks nice and right. everything. And that was all today. They decided to do all that today. Okay. On top of all that, we're supposed to do laundry, and our dryer broke. It's broken. It's kaput. So what I had to do was wash all the clothes, then put each load in a garbage bag, then take all the garbage bags up to you know local laundromats. And then use the, la- the uh, and dryers, dryers there. dryers there, yeah. Which, okay. Which uh, I guess technically, I guess took less time because you know, you're drying your things at the same time, right. but it, it costs more money. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, on top of all that, uh, I might as well talk about the announcement I was going to announce last week. Go ahead, because you didn't actually do that. I'm no, no, not really. Don't mind me, I'm just not really. Here, so uh, you guys obviously know that in about two months from now, I am going to be running the anime room for Worldcon, the World Science Fiction Convention, taking place this mid-August in Reno, Nevada. I think it's called Renovation. All the world cons are named differently. I, I don't know why, but that's another story for another time. Suffice to say that uh, in working with the way world con works, there are a lot of things they do, and I don't want to <laughs> get into specifics because you could probably take up the whole time. But right. there are because that never happens on exactly this show, ever. I mean, the, okay, I'll, to, to put it this way, world con's been going on since 1939. There are. It's got to be one of the longest run conventions of all time. I, I mean, it's, it's, other it's than the, like the World's Fair and shit like that. It's it's the longest running like fan convention. Like when you think of like a sci-fi or anime okay. or comic, longest running of all time. Because it's the longest running of all time, you've got people that have been involved in it for like 40, 50 years. Whew. Yes, and that's a long and, time. To and be they part have of anything. I'll, I'll put it this way: they have like a specific way of doing things. Like this okay. is the way we've done it. We're not changing anything. When there are clearly other methods to run conventions that are better, you know, new technologies, things right. like that. Like I said, we don't have to get into specifics. Oh, people are creatures of habit, and they're set in their ways. Sure, exactly. It, it worked exactly. for my father. It's yes. going to work for me. Exactly. But okay. there is a, there's a growing, a growing amount of people that want to change Worldcon up a little bit. They want to, you know, add different types of guests. They want to incorporate more things. Like they want example, to expand the genre. They want to expand the genre. Like I'll, I'll give you a quick example. Worldcon does not do any video gaming whatsoever. None. Zip zero. Well, zip. and I, you know what? And I can understand it. It, it was primarily coming out of of the the uh, pulp comics, the science fiction, right. You know, dime yes. novels of the time. And that's and that's really what Worldcon is and still and is. It's, the, yeah, it's a literary sci-fi to. convention. Right. And yeah. you know what? And that's fine. Maybe they don't want to go. With the game. Lord knows there's enough stuff out there that has video games. However, <clears throat> there's no reason. I, well, I. Okay, this is me speaking. Oh, of course, of course. To increase, and I, this is the first you've told me this, other yes. than in passing. So right. I know where you're yeah. going with it, uh-huh. but I know you pretty well. But games like you know, Sins of the Solar Empire, Masters of Orion, games that oh sure, you know, Star Control, uh, uh, hell, like even XCOM UFO Defense, and the, oh, even like you know, games that are <laughs> modern right now, you know, like uh, right. Dead Space and yes, half you know, Half Life and 
There's tons of you know, nothing has to not everything has to be Star Wars or Star Trek. No, there's nothing tons has of to stuff be. out there. But the the point is that there's there's a significant presence out there. Correct. I, and the gaming that they do do, it's all you know role playing games and board games and things like that, which is fine. But if you're going to do gaming, you probably want to incorporate as much as possible. The multi-billion dollar industry that so far is running everything, when you say gaming, exactly. you know exactly what they're referring to. Not right. board games. No, you know. I mean, people play board games, but not like video yes. games. You know, it's ridiculous. But anyway, that's, that's just one small Jeez, example. When was the last of, time you played a board game? Last time I played a board yes. game? I want to say maybe a couple of weeks ago when I went over. Really? My, when a cousin, yeah. When oh, I, whenever I go over to my cousin's house, we oh, have. Paul's house? We, yeah, Paul. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We have those like really elaborate, crazy board games that are like sixty, seventy bucks. Like like e- each of us, we have like you talking like Avalon Hill type games, like SSI. No, or? no, not anything that crazy. Okay, but uh, I say like, in the 11, like somewhere the somewhere in the middle between like Avalon Hill, take five months to play, and, <laughs> and Monopoly. Yeah. Let's say okay, something that takes like a five couple weeks. hours to play no, has a ton of little plastic shit that you got to put on the board and all that. Like we played a uh, Battlestar Galactica board game, which was which was really? okay. Okay, yeah, it wasn't. It, it was based on the modern series, right? Which I saw that they had the two hour movie on today. I watched that. Yeah, and in fact, uh, if, if you're interested on BBC America, they're starting. That's where they was. Yeah, yeah they're, well, they're starting the whole thing now again. They're going okay. to show all of it. I wonder if it's so, on Netflix. I, I always meant it to watch Netflix. it from start to finish, and I never got past like the first season. That's that's I how I watched the time. it. It's I hated on it. Netflix. Yeah. Did you? Okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I, I was able to divorce myself from the original series and just watch it for what it was. And it's I, hard for me to do because I love the original. I series. didn't mind it for what it was. I thought the ending was crap. That's what everybody said. No one liked the ending. Yeah. Okay. At, at, at the very mm. end, they they get to Earth, Earth, like our Earth. I did just say I was going to watch the whole series. Well, whatever. Well, you, you know what? <laughs> we, we've already talked I know about this. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. We talked, and you know, and and they get there, but it's like way in like hundreds of thousands of years in the past, like our past. Right. So they decide to settle there. But the, here, here's, here's the, the monkey wrench in the thing. They decide to abandon all their technology. They send the Galactic off in, into the sun. They abandon all their stuff, and they're going to they're gonna go primitive. And the logic behind it is so they don't build robots again? I have absolutely no idea. Can't they just say, no, no, don't build robots again? The, the, the logic of it is that let's, just, let's get back to simpler times. I think it's, they, they never really delve into why they do it. Okay. But anyway, we're getting... <laughs> extremely off track. We're getting off track on our off track. Right. Which is saying something. So anyway, getting back to Worldcon, like I said, that's just one small example of things that are behind the times at Worldcon. And a lot of people recognize it, but no one wants to do anything about it because there's a lot of people there, that, like I said, they've been there a very long time. They're, they're afraid of you know ruffling feathers and whatever. So they've been looking for someone that doesn't give a crap about that, that can just come in and say, we're going to do it this way. And hopefully, you know, rally the cause behind their banner. So, being the moron that I am, I have decided to. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I am the person that does not give a shit about anybody, but I cannot help you. <laughs> I am busy. We went this route with the whole. Why the hell? We did. Something is in my throat. I'm sorry. I have to keep clearing my throat. Very unprofessional, but yeah, that's I have strange. to decline. I'm sorry. So, I anyway, oh, of course, I didn't expect you to. But anyway, oh, okay, I am I'm fine. The hell with you. <laughs> well, what, what what experience do you have with with conventions apart from going to them? Exactly. That's my That's all point. you need. You have no experience. Well, I know, I've never had one. I've never been thrown off of one. Have you? Oh, wait. Actually, you did get <clears> thrown off. What? Remember? No, I left. And, well, kind of. That, well, no. Kind of. I, I don't no. know how. Yeah. That was. Yeah, uh, I guess I was. That was during the dark ages of our friendship right there. Somebody got power hungry. <laughs> you. 
So go on. Now that is saying something coming from you. <laughs> but anyway, I've I've decided that I'm going to attempt to run a world con. Now the way it works, if wow. if, if you're familiar with anime cons or sci-fi cons or comic cons or anything <clears> like that, those conventions they're in you know, one city. Like Otakon, for example. Otakon's in Baltimore. You know it's going to be in Baltimore. You know it's going to be late July, early August every year. You can count on it. That's where it's going to be. It's going to be at the Baltimore Convention Center. Worldcon, on the other hand, is kind of like the Olympics in that fans from different cities put like a bidding committee together, and then they go to various other sci-fi conventions or various places. They, it's like a bidding committee, yeah. And what they do is they... They throw parties. They have you know tables set out and things like that, where you sell yourself pretty much, and not in a bad way. Exactly, we whore ourselves out. You sell the city, like oh, this is a great city. It's a great place to have it. Look at these facilities. These are great facilities. They're much better than those facilities over there. And you have different cities bidding on hosting the Worldcon. Only one problem with this line of thought. What's you that? and I already explored the convention in Cleveland idea, so right. that ain't going to fly unless you still thought of something that's better than what... Well, absolutely. Uh, Cleveland Cleveland has hosted World Cons before. Right. Uh, in the last, past, years yeah, ago. The last one was in 1966. Uh, there you go. Yes. And unfortunately, as, as we found out, Cleveland is not really the best city to have a convention As it stands size. now. Now, as that may change now. with the new convention center coming up, but that's years down the road. Now, also, you have to consider that what... Obviously, as you've heard, what I'm talking about is running a different kind of Worldcon, something that's probably going to ruffle the feathers of the old guard, shall we say. So in order to try and sweeten the deal, I would want to have it in a city that already has built-in appeal, that you can say, we're going to have it here, and people will at least listen to you because it's a fun place to be. Right. And once again, I have to say, although I, I do love my, my hometown, Cleveland is not that city. Not for, yet. For good or for bad. I agree. So what I am planning to do is host a Worldcon in Orlando, Florida. I know Orlando very well. <gasps> I know the facilities very well. As a matter That's of fact, convincing. I'm going to even go one step farther, and you won't be surprised when I say this. I have talked with several hotels in a particular area of Orlando, and I am looking to get some sort of proposal to have Worldcon at the Walt Disney World Resort. To have it in Disney World. Oh. Uh. Okay. Um, hmm. Would people be required to buy a ticket to Disney World to go? No. no okay. Good. Because otherwise, people are like, "Fuck that!" It's no, no, bucks. no, no. It, no, it wouldn't screw Mickey when I say price tag. when I say Walt Disney World. I mean like the there's the whole area that the four theme parks and the hotels and all that are in. Okay. I'm not talking about actually having it in a theme park. Okay. Although you can do that, and I am thinking, I don't know what the price is. Probably going to be expensive out the yin yang, and we probably won't end up doing it. But it's a nice pipe dream is to have like the opening ceremonies of the World Science Fiction Convention be in Tomorrowland, in the Magic Kingdom. That would be pretty badass. That would be pretty badass. And, um, and I know it's possible, because having worked there, I've seen groups come in, not, speci- not specifically at Tomorrowland, but I've seen groups come in and they've done a themed, they've, they've area. Done a yeah, themed yeah. area, or they've thrown a party or whatever you know, in a particular place. So I know it's, it's possible. Uh, of course, apparently our Floridian uh, listeners want that to happen. Please make it happen in Florida. <laughs> I like to pull some strings. Well, right. Uh, Lord knows you have the convention experience. So, yes. well, here's the thing. Okay. When the old guard comes to you and you say, "Look, you're old. Here's how things are going to run from <laughs> now on." Right. 
don't you think they're going to say, all right, well, we're going to yank this back. We're not going to give it to them because they want to take it in a completely different direction. See, it doesn't exactly work like that because okay. the people that vote are the people who go to Worldcon. It's not like a, like a, like a committee that decides. It's open to anyone. Do sex. Wait, an emperor's, emperor's court can, or, uh, an emperor's convention? Emperor's show's con? Um, uh, I would tell you, I would definitely in, invite We would emperor's probably broadcast from there, sure. Heck, yeah, are you kidding? Yeah, I could see. I would interview as many people as you could put in front of me. Oh, good lord! There's gonna be tons of people. Tons. The virtualist panel would be epic. <laughs> <laughs> and now a reading of all the people I hate. So the, starting with the A's. <laughs> the way it works is, like for example, the one I'm going to in two months in Reno. The people in Reno that are going are eligible to vote on where Worldcon is going to be. Two years from now. So the people going right now at the 2011 Worldcon are voting on where the 2013 Worldcon is going to be. And, it's going to, and there's only one bid, and it's for San Antonio. So it's going to be in San Antonio. The only way it wouldn't only be... Only one bid? Only one bid. Now, you can bid none of the above. That's, now, that's never won in its entire history, but that is a, a technical possibility. And, there, and you can also have a write-in candidacy as well. But, of course, we all know how writing candidates do in any election. Well, to mention, you can say, I, I like uh, Colorado Springs. Everybody write that in. And that nobody actually, in Colorado Springs has a damn clue. That actually happens. Believe it or not, there actually are people that put up fake bids. Okay. Like The Moon or uh, right. My Backyard, things like that. I have a nice backyard. I don't think it would hold the Well, the world it's not a very large <laughs> audience by convention standards that I am familiar with. But I tell you what, if, if, if it's in Orlando, I think that's going to change. If I win change. the bid... I will make sure that John Ringo comes to World He Con. lives. I, I believe he's in Florida. He's actually going to Dragon Con. He's not going. Is he? Yeah, he's Damn. going to Dragon. He's not going to World Con. He's going to Dragon you tell, Con. You go to John Ringo and say, all right, John, I want to bring you here, but we're going to have video games and anime. I guarantee he's on the first flight there. He'll probably want to come. It, it, would, a, it would he, surprise me if he, if he hasn't gone already. I, at some point I'm probably sure he has. My, yeah. But as far as I know, he's a big game fan, and he's uh-huh. an anime fan. So that would... Oof. Now, here's, here's where it gets even trickier. Okay. Now, you know how I said that Worldcon moves around all the time? Right. To myself and the people that I'm slowly coalescing into some sort of bidding committee, we feel that that ultimately is a detriment to Worldcon. It's not a plus. Now, obviously, there's a plus in that you can go to different cities all the time. You can go around the world. In fact, it was in Japan just a couple of years ago, as a matter of fact. But when it's bouncing around all the time... Phelps Homer, three runs scored... Walk off home run, then I guess that's it. Well, okay. Wait a minute, Phelps. Phelps. Hey, Who the fuck sure, is Phelps? Are you sure you're not talking about Michael? F- no, 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 no. Hang on. Oh, yeah, I gotta look at that. Where's the? Uh... Yeah. Walk off home run. No shit. Three run home look run. At Phelps. Court oh, Phelps? Court Phelps. They brought him up. What? How long has he been up? I don't know. He's, but he's, just he's a freaking hero now. He's just going to walk off the run over. All right. Stick well, around. Excellent. Well, welcome to the bigs. <laughs> Another walk-off home run for the Indians. That's a sweep of the Pirates. Jeez. Eat it, Pittsburgh. Jeez, man, we needed that. Yeah, no shit. Holy crap, did we need that. Awesome. Thank you for that. Going back. Go, I'm sorry, continue. Anywho, uh, it moves around all the time. I know where it's headed. And, and that's, that's ultimately, like, like I said, positive-wise, you, know, you get to go to different cities and see everything. Negative-wise, though, there, there's a lot more negatives to it. You, you have a different committee running Worldcon every year. So you have to literally yeah. reinvent the wheel every year, relearn everything, you know, do everything, learn everything. 
you're, you have to learn a new convention center or hotel every time. You know, it's not just that. Maybe you'll also have to, I mean, they've got to buy plane tickets every single year. They've got to, sure. you know, unless they're going to drive cross-country or out of country, right. go to Japan or what have you. I know where you're going with this, but I don't know that Orlando is necessarily the most centralized location. No, no. So the other, the other major detriment to that is that in the Worldcon bylaws, uh, it specifically states that no Worldcon, no subsequent Worldcon can be within 500 miles of each other. So like the one that's in Reno, Nevada this year, the next year's one has to be 500 miles away from Reno, Nevada. And the and, rules behind this being what? Uh, to make it move around. To, fit, to make sure that it moves around every year. So as a long-term okay, I, right. goal, as no. a long-term goal, our committee is going to want to eliminate that rule. Now that's going to take a long time because these are like crazy people that like live and die on like Robert's Rules of Order and all that kind of crazy nonsense. Okay, they live for that crap. They actually, actually so organizations was a bad thing when it comes to running. Well, I mean, organizations are. fine, but they like, for example, they they do the business meeting at WorldCon as like a panel. Like really? You, they, like, like you go it's public? It's public, yeah. Like, which is fine. You, everything's out in the open, and you know, there's no shady business. But I mean, that's got that's one of the most boring things ever. You sit there and you you go through the minutia of everything, and like I say, it's Robert's rules of order. So you got people standing up, like point of order. You know, it's it's like watching C-SPAN. It, you you want to? It's like watching paint dry. It's ridiculous. Anyway, our plan is to bid on three different cities. And have it constantly bouncing between the three Those cities three that we're in charge. We're thinking Orlando, Boston, and San Francisco is what we're thinking. So, like, but nothing in the Midwest. Nothing in the Midwest. Why? I well, I, I hate to say we it, have but to have something. Cleveland on, Central, Chicago Central, well, St. Louis is Central. Well, see, there's already a. Okay, here's the thing. There's already a bid. With the, if this all goes down, the the first year of this whole thing would be 2015 for Orlando. Right. So we have Orlando 2015. 2016, there's a bid already for Kansas City. So we, okay. can't, we can't necessarily have a bid like in that area. Otherwise, it might get cannibalized or, you know, or whatever. So we figured we'd move it you know, far enough well, why up can't north. you bid against Kansas City? Fuck Kansas oh, City. Oh, no. We, well, we're going to bid against Kansas right. City. But not with a city, not like St. Louis. See, I would just I mean, do... That would be crazy. I would do East Coast, Midwest, West Coast. East Coast, Midwest, East or West Coast. It's possible. The problem is you've got two on the eastern seaboard. It's going to piss some people off. And I mean... That's a lot of traveling to go if you're the Midwest or the West. I'd, right. Again, I would do it in all three locations of the country. That's a possibility. That's me. But anyway, the idea is that after the one in on the West Coast, like San Francisco, if that's mm-hmm. what we end up doing, then the next year we would bid for Orlando and keep it bouncing in between those three cities, whatever they, hand, whatever they end up being. Right. Okay. So you at least every three years, like, you know where it's going to be. So hopefully we can, we can make that happen. Now, people have never done that before either. Like, to, to them, the idea of running a convention and then the same group running another convention the next year, they, they, they can't handle that in their brain. Like, their brain explodes. Bebo says you can have it in South Padre Island, Texas. I'm not sure how close to the border that is. Uh, you don't want anybody getting kidnapped and shot, but... No, it's, it's kind of <clears> near <throat> Houston. It's, you actually know where that is? South Padre Island, yeah. Texas? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know where that is. But that's the plan, anyway. That's, that's the plan. Here's, Here's how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel VTW. We damn well better have exclusive rights to broadcasting this bitch. Oh, absolutely, because nobody <laughs> broadcasts there now. <laughs> I, See, that's another thing I, I would change. You. 
And you have to understand that, and I think a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their heads around this, and not necessarily uh-huh. because it's just the people you talk, you know, deal with or talk to. But the way the conventions are going and the way things in general is changing, everything is more connected. Every, the world is much smaller now than it was even 5, 10, oh, 15 absolutely. years ago. Oh, absolutely. And that's, and that's something <laughs> else that the old guard can't understand. Like, for example, they, they can't understand why you could run a convention in a city where, like, the majority of the staff does not live there. I mean, obviously, you need a couple people on the ground to, like, go to the hotel and all yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I can understand the logistics behind that. However, the way things are today, yeah, with this the, is the future. The internet For a science fiction Skype convention, and, they seem to have a real that, thing against technology. I, have, me. I had said that almost verbatim what I told the one girl that's helping me out on this. Like, for, I, I can understand, you know, it's old people and technology and, oh, it's scary. But we're talking about science fiction fans. The, if anyone's going to embrace, like, emerging a new technology, it'd be science fiction fans. Apparently not. Apparently, well, how about this? How about the fact that eventually those 60, 70, 80 year old guys are going to die? That's the other, that's the other thing I'm bringing the up. The science fiction fans of today, like you and I, people younger than, than us, yes. have a whole different way of looking at things. Yes. Okay? I'm all about the space opera. I'm all about the military science fiction. I'm all about all of that. Mm-hmm. However, that incorporates not just you know radio plays. That doesn't just incorporate cool 1950s, you know, Science fiction shows and TV. Right. It's, it's everything. So I can understand your point, and I, I good luck with this. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be an uphill battle. I know the one guy was like, well, why don't we just do our own thing? It's like, well, you know, yes, that, Steve, we are. obviously that would be cool, but I don't exactly have, you know, $300,000 just laying around in the bank ready to do it. Right. And so you've uh, got a built in base already. Like, for example, <clears throat> uh, on average, you know, it obviously it fluctuates if you. You know, if you pre-register early, you get a, a cheaper price. Right. On average, to get in, the average price point's like 150. But it's a four-day convention. It's a five-day. Five-day. Five-day convention. Is imp- How? That's impossible. I okay. Five-day convention. Figure on average. That's a uh, lot. Figure man. on average 5,000 attendees at 150 a pop. That's a, that's three quarters of a million dollars that you're gonna that you're gonna bring in. Yeah, but. So I mean, I that's mean, an awful that's, lot of money for your convention goer to have to spend too. It is, and I I don't like that either. And that's something else that hopefully we can change. One of the reasons why it's so expensive is because you're doing it in a different city every year. You don't have you. There's no rapport. With right. The there's, hotel no people. there's no built-in discounts. There's no built-in discounts. Like, oh, okay, hey, it's you guys. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll knock off some money for you. We no know problem. you're going to bring in X amount of people. Exactly. Every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're not building any rapport, guy. Did you say stay away from Nectucky? <laughs> Shouldn't be hard. I don't think there's ever been one in Kentucky. Yeah, there's a reason. There is a reason. Yes, you got Louisville, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that. So we're going to get okay. Here's my thing. You make the pitch to to bid and say, all right, we're bringing it here to Orlando. Who decide? I mean, all the convention goers then decide. All right, we're going to go to Disney World. Okay, so you go to Disney World. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Okay. Now, who's in charge? Who becomes the convention chairman? That would it would probably end up being me. So then, who are the old people that will get mad at you? The convention goers? The con goers? Because the... if the staff says, we're not working there, you say, fuck you. I've got built-in staff at all these other conventions I can pull in anytime. Right, right. Well, there, um, my, my guess would be that, assuming the bid goes through, let, let's assume that, you know, knock on wood, right. everything goes according to plan, we get enough votes, and we win. There, there, like I said, there are people that have gone and worked at Worldcons for over 40 years. They're not just going to all up of a sudden... Boycott Worldcon. I mean, they've they've uh, revolved. Their entire life has revolved around this thing. They've they've gone to really? like every single one. 
even the ones like in England, in the Netherlands, wow. in Japan, like Super Bowl. in Australia. They've gone all over the place. They're not just going to be, because you know, we're going to sh- have some more anime and have some meaty guests and things like that. So I, I can't see them just not wanting to participate. But the thing is that those fans have been around for 40 years. They have a lot of clout with the community because they've been around for so long. Right. So that's, that's where like the, the buffer would be. Like if the old guard, those people are like, I don't think I like this and you shouldn't bid for it. Because they have that kind of sway, they could sway the people who vote away from the bid. That's kind of what I'm getting at where okay. like the old guard could be the, the stick in the mud. Scotty says 150 bucks for a five-day convention isn't horrible. Well, that's true. How much do you pay to go to BlizzCon? 160 bucks for two days? Yeah. And actually, that's, that's Saturday, Sunday. And the, the 150 is just sort of a, a median. Like right now, if you, wanted to, if you wanted to pre-register right now for a renovation, or renovation it's 190 and at the door, it's going to be two twenty. I think is what it's going to be. Okay, but most people pre-register. Most, yeah, you know. yeah. I'd say at least half pre-register. I pay sixty. Well, we're paying seventy bucks this year to go to Otakon. Seventy bucks uh, ahead for a much better convention for three days. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, that's again one hundred fifty bucks if for a five-day convention. For a five-day convention is not Jesus bad. Christ. I cannot believe. I mean, I'm sure you could easily fill. Five days worth of material, but I gotta tell you, that's a marathon, man. As it a congoer, I wouldn't mind it if I could afford the hotel and the food and everything else and be away for a week, right? Plus travel time. Sure, it's a lot to ask. And people usually stay longer. I would scale that sucker back to Thursday to Sunday. I'd also make your pitch to a much younger crowd because, like I said, the old folks are going to come either way because it's Worldcon, and they're not right. going to like. I remember when I was going to stay. Yes. It was a lot better than these hipsters. That's, That's uh, fun. When when we have our first sort of brainstorming meeting, I'm going to bring that up. I'm going to basically say, look, we have yes. to, we have to treat this like like an election. We have to sell this, and we have to find our demographic, and basically whip them to make sure that they not only uh, pay like what. What, what you do to, uh, to support the bid mm-hmm. is you put up your website, and then people send in, like, contributions. And then if the bid wins... Contributions like what? What do you mean? Like, like 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks, to allow, like, yourself to go to other sci-fi conventions okay. and bid and, you know, throw parties well, and, like, you know, put the word out with, with, the, with the idea that when the bid wins, that money is then taken off of your ticket. So if the ticket's, like, 150 right. and you've already given us 50 then, you're then, bucks. then then you take is a hundred bucks. Uh, here's my thing: How connected through the interwebs is this group of people when it comes to? I mean, you put up the website, okay? Uh huh. How do we go about advertising that? Are there different websites that people go to to talk about Worldcon that are like community there are sites, blogs that, and things like that? I mean, bottom line: If you go on the air tonight and say, "All right, here's the website. I want everybody listening to go here and say uh-huh. Orlando's a great idea," my guess is you'd get a couple thousand people going there, bombarding people with ideas, probably, and that would probably be crazy. Um, I can tell you right now that there there already is a bid for 2015. However, it's uh, Spokane, Washington. What? Exactly. That's the, exactly what I right, said. Uh, if you'd like, you can take a look at their website. Uh, I have no problem if you go there. It's spokane2015.org, I believe yeah, it let's, is. Let's take a look at this. Yeah. Oh, you, want, you want to take a piece, piece of, of crap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so bad, they've got uh, lorem ipsum things. What is there. it? Spokane in 2015. I want to say .org. And what year are you shooting for? 2015? Yes, 2015. So Four years away. So it's going to be uh, Orlando okay. versus Spokane. Wow. Well, that's a... Isn't uh, that magical? Well, I mean, it's... I mean, it's, it's a long ways away. It's and, green. And, and, and they literally just put the website up like a month ago. 
So you got to cut them a little slack. Okay, is there a, a, a forms here we can? Uh, no, no, there's no bomb? forms. Oh, no, no, no forms. Membership. Those are all the people that have. Remember, I was telling you about like supporting. Yeah, yeah, sent yeah. the money. Those are all the people that have sent the money. P and F. I don't get that. Um, I think there's two different here. Go to a uh, membership. I think there's two. Different I am. Ones. This is membership. Same. Oh, okay. Um, oh, support us. There we okay. go. That's what I'm looking for. There we go. Okay, the P is pre-support and 120 is friend. 120 dollars to friend the bid. What? What I'm guessing with that? To hell with that. For friend of the bid, you'd get in. Like that would be your ticket. Free. Yeah. yeah. That would be your ticket. Okay, and of course, if they don't win, then you get nothing. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Exactly. <no>. Whatever. <laughs> it's green. It's green. And uh, Spokane apparently is the largest city between Seattle and Minneapolis, according to this website. And you know if it's between Seattle and Minneapolis? Montana and the rest of Washington <laughs> State. So nothing. Exactly. A lot of trees. That's what it says on the there, land. And I'm not making that up. Some you Canadians and hop the border, and that's about it. So I'll I tell you what. Uh, if you guys are listening, there is something that I could use, and that would be a web person. Because uh, building websites, uh, Highlander does not do. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't you made know. a pretty good Quake website way back in the day. Yeah, that's the problem. Never way back in the day. I would... <laughs> You can't use the one they use with Netscape. Right. Right? You, can't, you can't really do that anymore. It's got to look at least okay. So if there's anyone listening that would uh, be interested in helping me make a website for the uh, Orlando bid, uh, I can tell you right now I would uh, pay you back by giving you a uh, free pass into Worldcon, assuming we win the bid. And, of course, as you've heard, that's a uh, you know however much dollar value. Right. Plus, you get to be the official webmaster for the I mean, official webmaster. I, mean, that, I tell you what, that'd be a nice thing in their portfolio to say you're the webmaster for the WorldCon convention for the World Science Fiction Convention. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. I think it would. Yeah, so, and I, I would want something. Uh, I mean, we if someone wants to email me, Highlander One G Gmail dot com, you know, we can talk about ideas that I have about uh, different things to do for the website, different marketing tools. Because I I think that's the other thing that really hurts is that for whatever reason, I should say for whatever reason, because we're talking about. Sci-fi fans, which is just like anime fans, so you know what that's like. Uh, Worldcon doesn't market itself very well, if at all. And part of it, I think, is half of that is half of that, ability, they, is knowledge. Yeah, it's ability. They don't know how to they do it. Know and how the how second do thing it. is they just don't want to. Right. Because it's a lot of work. Uh, no Pale Rider. No BJ's membership. No. For those who don't live in the United States, it's like a outlet store. <laughs> See what I did there? Yes, I saw what you did there. I do it for the portfolio, seriously, says Sakani. Okay. Well, uh, well, Sakani, what do you have in your portfolio we could take a look at? What references do you have? Yes. I mean, exactly, you know, purport yourself very well here. You're kind of a troll. Like, like, like everybody else like, here. I'll do it. What's your background? I want to do it. <laughs> well, that might not be the best way to do it. Digit, I made, uh, Digit said I made a not ugly website, but I definitely fall into the not experience. Yeah, she has the, uh, uh, what is it, uh, uh, yeah, like digital. Like if you're going to use like a web template that someone else made, I'm like not Spokane really... in 2015. Exactly. That's not really what I'm looking for. <laughs> so okay, but they're ahead of you. They got like 500 bucks already, you know, donated. So right. You got well. They're what they're going to do is they're they're going to be throwing a party at uh, the upcoming WorldCon in Reno. Uh, I see. On Wednesday, and they're also going to have a table. So what I really would like to do is between now and you know August 17th, is have a website up. And uh, Ooh, that's ambitious. By then, well, in two months, just like, just like a little cheapy one uh, on the same well, par as that, that would be, you know, okay. I mean, that difficult. Just 
a physical presence. How about Sakani? How about you just give us a website we can take a look at that you you know did? Right. Because I used to work in web design, but that was like two years ago, and I'm out of practice. Translation. I've never actually done it. I'm going to go buy a book and, <laughs> tomorrow for websites for dummies. I, got, and I, I was literally going to say HTML <laughs> for dummies. That's something I would do, yeah. No, so, I mean, Sakani, so seriously, if you have a website you can give us. I mean, I can. there's a couple people I can think of that I can put you in touch with. Now, whether or not they have time for it, that's that's a different story. Right. Yeah. You know, we could definitely try. I um, mean, I mean, that, if, if it's something that you don't think you'd be able to monitor all the time, at least just to get it started. Enough that, you know, if someone else comes along, you can hand it off. You know, I'd even be willing to do that. Yeah. Uh, the lead hacker said he could take a shot at it. I'm into PHP. Okay. Maybe there's something we could do for the show for him if they were to make a website that we actually picked. Uh-huh. Maybe we could do something out of this, like uh, have some kind Contest. of big unveiling. Yes. Maybe let people on the show vote as to which one they like most. Obviously, you could make right. the final decision. But anyway, but... Uh, I'm already talking with a few hotels there. Uh, I'm looking at um, Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. Uh, the Contemporary Resort, which, if you're familiar, that's the one that the monorail goes through. I think that would be kind of cool. And then the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin, which is on Disney property, like right in the middle, but it's not owned by Disney. So you get some okay. of the Disney perks, but not all of them. Hmm. So, but it, it, it would easily fit inside there. So it's, it's, it's tricky. It's going to depend on what kind of uh, deal we get and all that kind of stuff. Very interesting. Yes. Well, good luck with that. Yes, I'll keep you updated as we go along. Right, and if you need any of our help, I'm sure we can browbeat um, them and threaten them into helping. Maybe someone to help design flyers, because like I said, there's okay. going to be a presence from Spokane at Worldcon, so I, I, it would be nice to have at least some sort of mini presence there, just to help counter it. I would talk to Varyar about this, considering he's you know, oh, yeah, he does thick like as thieves with the uh, marketing yeah. group ooh, and the business ooh, group yes. at uh, Kent State. Oh, the, the wheels are turning in my brain already. Yeah. So, see, I, I am a, uh, I'm a instigator. I, I connect the dots <laughs> for people. I, I'm a networker. Uh, that's that's kind of who I have on board. I have a couple, couple people who are networkers that, uh, that, have, that are in touch with people that would be considered old guard but would be willing to sort of lend their name to the committee to make it a little bit more legit to people. Knowing what you're about to do to it? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Xan says, shame Mash Queef isn't here. This could be something he could try to use to earn his name back, assuming he can make websites. Pill Rider says, I have crayons. I can make flyers. Well, that's good. There you go. Pill Rider's got a lot of time with his hands. He went from zero to level 70 in about three days. No lie. Are you serious? I dead serious. I mean, you can level like up pretty fast. But... stereotype. <laughs> no, he really, he's like, it's, it's nice in the summer having, you know, I don't have a job and I'm out of school. I'm like, I envy you. I envy you at every waking moment. How do you afford it then if you don't, if you don't have a job? and you? I, I don't care. You, 15 bucks a month? You can rob the neighborhood kids for their lunch money for that much? <laughs> Shit. Uh, but, of course, you, you have to have the computer to run it, though. So that's, that's He's least... got his dad's computer. Right? Uh, okay. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just guessing. I have no idea. Right. I, I'm sure it's something like that. Yeah. So... Well, not bad. Look at that. We've almost used the whole hour, and we haven't even gotten anything yet. Right. Well, actually, keep in mind, we started 15 minutes late, so we've only actually oh, okay. killed about half an hour. Um, do you want to go through the book real quick? Uh, Get that out of the way? Yeah, we could. I mean, it's not going to take But I was going to tell you about my weekend, but it's oh, not really okay. important. Go ahead with the book. All right, good. That's more important. I hate Sorry, you. Creating magic. <laughs> based on the principles taught of the world-renowned 68 Disney. 68 in six days. Sorry. Disney Institute. That's still a walking stereotype, dude. So let's get to the... Uh, we're not going to obviously read the book. Here we go, strategies. From the, what is it, the Brooklyn Library or Brexville? Um, I think it's Brexville. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think what BRV is. I guess it would be Brexville. Brexville. So without, uh, without delving too deep into it. By the way, before you start, were yes. you aware? Yes. And actually, I was until no. none left just kind of mentioned it. I'm like, 
Yeah, maybe we should mention this. This is our 50th episode since leaving uh, uh, World of Warcraft Radio. Is it really? Yes. Wow, we should have done something. Uh, we did. I just mentioned it. <laughs> no, I mean, really. 50 like, episodes. Really do something. Okay. Go ahead. All right, so here we go. So I'll just read the chapter names because those are the strategies. Strategy number one, remember everyone is important. This sounds vaguely familiar, and the reason Go why is really? because I believe that's what... Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be surprised. Colin Powell said that was his first rule when, during that motivational speaking thing I saw last month. First rule is, remember, every single person in your organization is important. Right. From the guy who takes out the trash to the guy who shoots people, that kind of thing. Uh, let's see. Number two, break the mold, which I guess is what I'm trying to do with Worldcon, I guess. Oh, apparently Nolet didn't say that. I thought he did. Okay. Uh, strategy number three, make your people your brand. I got to remember Spyro because he's the one that said that. There's yes, he said, I believe this is the 50th, 50th show. So thanks to Spyro. See, I remember. Make your people your brand. I don't even know what the hell that means. So let me Basically, what you want to do is you want people to go out there and be make your, your advertisement. Your uh, believe in the see, company. These are, uh, okay, within make your people your brand. Define the perfect candidates. Don't settle for a clone. Look for good people in unlikely places. Involve the team in the selection process. Select yeah. by talent, not by resume. Find what the it. hell does that mean? Uh, okay, I'll okay. Well, so, I, okay. Somebody uh, comes in no. and sits down and is talking to you. Like, here's my resume. How the hell am I supposed to know if you got talent or not? Um, an estimated forty percent of resumes are said to contain exaggerations in such no areas shit. As, really? as educational background, previous job titles, responsibilities, and accomplishments. Think of them as advertisements, not objective reports. Well, no kidding. You're, you're, that's what you are. You are auditioning, right. advertising for a job, of course. So read resumes with a skeptical eye and don't take falsifications and exaggerations lightly. Deceptiveness is usually a far worse sign than whatever shortcomings a candidate is trying to cover up. Uh, find a good fit. Hire people who are smarter and more talented than you. No, I can use the cloth. Keep sending it. Describe the job completely. Check out candidates personally. Ask revealing questions. How do you feel like gay men? What? <laughs> what What do you mean? Uh, let's see. Some of my favorite questions have been, how do you stay on top of the labor costs in your organization? What's the best idea you ever came up with to improve your business? And how do you plan your day? Best idea ever came up for improving my business? Yes. I applied there. There you go. Ha! How do you like that? Uh, you structured interviews whenever possible. Find out what really matters to your applicants. If possible, hmm. have candidates demonstrate their expertise. Okay. Select the best candidate, not the best one available. That seems awfully vague, that's, but okay. That's the, yeah, that's the uh, pick your, was it make your people your brand? Yes. Um, create magic through training is strategy number four. Uh, strategy number five. Really? Create magic through training. Want to tell a story again how you created magic for a good six hours and avoided working? <laughs> Such a model employee you were. What the hell are you talking about? You tall told us that you figured out that there was a system where you create some magic when you were working the line. Oh, right. Yeah, and you that's right. dodged working. <laughs> yeah. What a phenomenal employee. No, that's, that's called breaking the mold. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, strategy number five, eliminate hassles. I think we can all agree on that one. Strategy number six, learn the truth. Learn the truth. What the hell does that mean? Let's go to page 168 and find out. Uh, these are broken up into get out and about routinely. Yeah, I'm just chugging this root beer. Uh, get a ground level view. So it means like, you know, go all the way down to the, you know, trash people and make sure they're doing it right. Meet regularly with direct reports. Assemble small groups and talk, I guess. Make them feel safe. 
I guess, I guess this isn't that means a gun. Like, it's a lighter. Uh, probe for the whole story. Answer the tough questions. <laughs> Sir, what are you doing in my back pocket? I'm probing for the whole story. Get formal feedback about yourself. Constantly evaluate your spending. And that's the last one. I mean, those are pretty common sense stuff. Well, but yeah, burn then again. The, strategy number seven is burn the free fuel. What? Exactly. Uh, da, 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 looking for the bold type. Spend meaningful time with employees. <laughs> Recognize employees by name. Now, that's a big one. They use that in the military all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, everyone at Disney wears name tags. Name tags. But, but that's does, a trick, so though. Yeah. Uh, catch them doing something right. I guess as opposed to doing something wrong. Make it public. Like, hey, you did a good job. <laughs> In- include their families. <laughs> they're Recognize deb- and encourage good ideas. They're debating your best quotes of all time. <laughs> None left. That's not magic. That's breaking the mold. Did you said, I still think, I'm not saying this to sound cool, but I have never lost at whack-a-mole is the best <laughs> quote yet. That is pretty good. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. What's A-R-E? I don't even know what that is. I don't know. R. No, no, it's, it's, it's give extra. Okay, obviously it's an acronym. Look at that right there. Yep. Give extra R to okay. frontline employees. Yeah, I don't know R. what that means. Make R a natural process of your routine. I guess we're going to be pirates. Uh, and watch your language. Well, we're not going to have a problem with that one, obviously. Okay, two, a uh, couple last ones. Stay ahead of the pack. Strategy number eight. Strategy number, not, strategy number nine. Be careful what you say and do. And strategy number ten, develop character. Interesting. So that's the book in a nutshell, obviously. Obviously, it goes into great detail as to specifics. And there's, like, action plans in the back of each chapter. Like, this is what you should do to do this. Use their family, sleep with their wife, and use their children for labor. (laughs) Life is like a movie. Yeah, that's the one where it's, uh, yeah. Life is like a movie. No one's going to get up. If you decide to get up and leave early. Yeah. (laughs) You know, if if it sucked about two-thirds of the way through, it's probably not going to get all better at the end and make it all worthwhile. So no one should blame me if you want to walk out early. (laughs) Yeah, Edge, we saw that. Uh, Ding Huts. I think I meant Ding Nuts. Yeah, got it. Yes. You failed. (laughs) I chugged all that friggin' Rupert, and I got a belch. Uh, Do I do it on the air and sound unprofessional? Probably. I can't belch. I try not to swear. I don't swear in my professional goings-on. Well, I mean, there's very few people who do, if ever. True. But then mm-hmm. that goes back to our earlier conversation before about, you know. The person you are in public the person, the person, the person you are on the air. Right, oh, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So, how was your weekend? I'm just thinking, if we were to make no, people our brand, hour. what the hell have we turned into here with all the people that listen to this show and they're the brand? Probably. <laughs> Crap. Probably, <laughs> probably like an offshoot of 4chan or something like that. <laughs> um... Well, it's been actually a busy weekend, as it happens. I had to work yesterday, which I was not happy about. But, uh, I mean, I, I I was sick during the week, so I was out for two days. Uh, I was out Monday and Wednesday. Again? Yeah. Man, I, I think you're the, of all of my friends, I think you're the one that gets sick the most. I, I tell you why. The little one gets sick, and then I inevitably get it. I never had this problem. Only in the last three or four years has it, I've started, like, catching everything. Like, Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's, like just, every, it's like every month. Yeah, it's like I got come something over, else. Like, like, I never man, I've got, got a headache and I hurt like crap. Like, well, I always, I'm always in pain, but that's never going to go away. Uh-huh. That's that I got. I live with that. No, no, no. It's oh, I, I'm puking my guts out. I don't, you know. Anyways, thank you, Martyrdom, yeah. for actually counting all the different various customers. I appreciate that. Glad you're writing them down. Anyways, um, so Friday we got uh, we got some nice seats from a friend of the family. 
Gave us box seats, nine rows, uh, just to the right behind home plate. Yeah, nice. Jacobs Field. Nice. Uh, progressive field. And uh, we're right behind uh, the visitor's dugout, so that was kind of cool. The highlight Darryl. of the evening was... Uh, Sorry, they're professionals. <laughs> I love that part. No, it's not a... I, I don't need a flu shot. It's not a flu. It's just it's something different every time, too. That That's the other thing, too. It's kind of like a rotating thing. That way I don't that's get too bored getting sick from the same shit. Yeah, I, you know, what is it this time? Bronchitis. What was the last time? Bronchitis. No. I'm not oh, that's not that kind. I'm not in emotional pain, manly stuff. I'm in physical pain. Do you have any painkillers you want to send out? By the way, if you're running uh, WorldCom, you better hope to hell that they ever find out you do the show and listen to what you say. Oh you, are, dude, you are screwed. Holy <laughs> crap, yeah. Well, you know, like I said, most... Orlando in 2015, sponsored by the Empress Court. Exactly. <laughs> Done. So, uh... What am I trying to think? What was I going to say? Oh, most of those people, they they wouldn't even know how what's to listen. What's a podcast? Listen. Yeah, exactly. They would, yeah. That's the first thing. They would, what's a podcast? What do you mean you do the radio on the internet? What the hell is that all? It'll about? always be Jacob's Field to me as well. Yeah, how, it, that's always going to be the They deal. got $3 million bucks for 10 years. I mean, not a year, but $3 million total for 10 years for naming rights. What a joke. That's it? That's it. That's it wasn't all even got. worth it. No, it was not. They, they probably paid for like all the hot dogs in one season. They pissed off a lot of people. By the way, they ate... Uh, Friday was uh, Dollar Hot Dog Night. They at the end of the game they put up with sixty thousand one hundred eighty four hot dogs or oh, consumed. Was it sold out? Darn near. I think like thirty seven thousand. That's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. it was eighties uh, night for fireworks. Oh, I was all I was so, all about uh, that. Okay, so let, let, I'm going to take a guess. They probably played Footloose. Uh, that was there. Uh, Highway to the Danger Zone. They did that during the game itself when they did the little in between segments. Oh, okay, fair enough. So yes. Uh, they see. also did a probably uh, a uh, born in the USA. No, 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 no Springsteen. No. Okay, uh, they did a um, uh, a product placement, which was a they uh, again one of those little vignettes they had between innings, which yeah. was look at this eighties commercial and guess what it was? It was like an old school Simon Says commercial. Oh wow! And the and the guy there, he had to be older than I was, didn't have a clue. Somebody had to tell him. <laughs> I'm like, really? Come on. Uh, but yeah, it was an eighties night for the fireworks. That was awesome. It was uh, dollar hot dog and student ID night. Anyways, the highlight of the night. Was uh, McHenry from the Pirates hits a I think it was McHenry hits a fly ball pop or a, a fly pop foul that goes back behind him and lands okay two rows to the left of me bounces back inevitably because people can't catch because they suck right it hits the ground I rifle for it get my finger on it when the old guy singing from me reaches down and goes Rah! I mean literally <laughs> literally goes Rah! and he throws an elbow and he grabs the ball and rips it out of my hand for like a dollar baseball. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a foul ball from the major leagues. Right, you know, it's yeah. Like, it's, but, I mean, it's, it's, that's not like something but, you're going to mount no, on the No, I was going to give it to my daughter because we were sitting there, and, and Mystic Mim wasn't. She was out getting ice cream. God, that was a nightmare. Because uh, she was out for, like, 45 minutes in line for that stupid what? thing. What? Would it, everyone want ice cream at the same time? Yes. Jeez. I, I swear to God. Well, I tell you, and I've never sat that low before at Jacob's Field because I couldn't afford it. Was, right. I mean, these tickets were $47 tickets. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was McKendry. Thank you. The tickets gave us access to the Terrace Club. Oh, nice. They, had, they came loaded with money on them for food. Cool. So it's like, oh, wow, got all this stuff. Anyways, uh, Carlos Santana had just come up the inning before. Uh-huh. He hit a home run. And, I, and I, I said, come on, Santana, step into one here. Cracks it to right field, just bombs it into the bleacher, or into the uh, stands in right field. And the little guy in front of me is like, yeah, no, way to go. Why to call that one? So then he gets the foul ball the next inning. And he's over like, don't worry about it, kid. You got to call the home run, but I got the ball. Like, wow, that makes it up for it. Thanks. I can go home and tell my kids, oh, I remember when I called this shot. Hey, Mr. Graham, remember when I called this shot? Remember, 
Remember the old guy next to us <laughs> died and I took his baseball? <laughs> what? Pop. Smack. Ball. <laughs> I've had enough fights with Jacobs Field. I can't get uh, any more if I don't have to. I, I think the best time I ever had at Jacobs Field was the... Uh, it was the one where all the tickets were five bucks because the Indians... The had, twins. It was, yes. They had finally gotten on national television. It was like the first time in yeah. like a couple of years. Because it was right after like all the, the, the late 90s, like Yeah, this was like 2004, 2005. And then they, you know, they got rid of everyone. It was a fire sale. Then we sucked for a few years. Yes. We're starting to get kind of good again, so they, they put us on national TV. And obviously no one's going to the games, so... They did this promotion where like every ticket was five bucks. It was the Minnesota Twins. I remember yes. the game. And it was, we went. It, was a, it was a Sunday night. It was right after a Browns game, so you had you had people who had gone to the Cleveland Browns game and got all liquored up, and then turned right around and, and went into Jacob's the Field. Indians game and came to Jacobs Field. And I, I distinctly remember we were playing Minnesota, and these three guys behind us they were so drunk, they just kept yelling "Yankees suck!" Yeah. <laughs> and I finally turned around and said, "Dude, we're we're not playing the Yankees. We're playing the Twins." And this guy, like, stopped, and he's kind of weaving back and forth a little bit. You can see the wheels turning his mind. And then he yells out, Yankees still suck! <laughs> and I, I couldn't argue with the logic because they, they did indeed still suck. But that was my favorite time. Man, the crowd was raucous. I think that's the best yeah. way to describe that crowd. Jeez. Um, they were raucous. Man, there's, there's been a lot of games I like there. Uh, I'm going to derail if I get into all my Indians memories. Right. Anyhow, so that was that. And that was uh, pretty awesome Friday night. Uh, best seats we've ever had. Uh, oh, look at four yards now in IRC. Oh, the poor bastard couldn't come all the way over here to do the oh. show. He's going to come into IRC and talk. He's going to type a couple things from his daddy. Show's great, guys. Got to go. Come <laughs> Sounds good on my end. <laughs> Definitely got to talk to Varyar about your idea, though. Yeah, I, I have think to talk he'd be to the you, one sir. to talk to. Um, maybe after the show, if you could call Emp's phone or whatever. Yeah, that would be awesome. Perhaps you should give him your number. Yes, well, we yes. can do that after yes. the show. Yes, okay. Yeah. Anyways, uh, speaking after the show, we have a brief thing to record. No left has us to. Uh, oh, okay. He has All a right. project uh, going. A project? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, going on. Uh, Saturday, uh, Mystic Mim decided to step into the world of sports for the first time, well, ever. Wow. Uh, she's actually been training, and I put that in quotations, for the last two or three weeks really? for this corporate challenge, this Cleveland corporate challenge. They had a bunch of different companies doing various sports against each other in competition for what have you. Okay. Uh, there's like cornhole, and there's bowling and billiards. So it's and, like different uh, divisions of the same company? Yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, anybody can play in them, but... So they were... Uh, yesterday was the softball tournament, which is like the crown jewel of all these corporate games. And this is like... It's kind of like the Daytona 500 where it kind of starts the season. Oh, okay. You know, it's like the biggest one. Sure. So sure. piss off, you bastards. I support how I can. <laughs> all right, well... We'll drink all the beer ourselves. We have beer. <laughs> there we go. There's there was the burpee. Water. Thank you. No problem. So, anyways, so Mystic Man decides to play. Now she's never played softball in her life, and it's taken me quite a bit to to teach her how, how, how to many, throw and uh, catch. How many days at the batting cages? None. None. Could not get her to go. Really? That's, Kept I, on saying I, she wanted I, to. She wanted to. She I wanted think to. That'd be like the first thing I would. Think. I and it tell. Trust me, it was the biggest thing yesterday was her lack of hitting. So, anyways, we go to this thing, and it, it started off at nine o'clock in the morning. I was at work for up till three thirty yesterday, three o'clock yesterday. Uh huh. And I got to work, and I went to see her play. She'd already played three games. They played eight games from nine o'clock in the morning until nine o'clock last night. They actually finished under the lights at uh, the Nike Park. Holy softball, Batman! That's crazy. Where you and I first oh, yeah. went to college? Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Uh, for those who don't know, there's a park next to this community college, and it's actually used to be a Nike missile site 
a missile. I think that, yeah. Oh, that well, I didn't know. Yeah, it's a Nike missile silo. They actually, they, after the Cold War, uh-huh. or you know, sometime in the, I guess the 80s, actually, the Cold War is winding down, they actually filled in the missile silos, but that's what it was, oh, was wow. a, a missile defense uh, um, battery, and they actually filled it in, they paved over it and made a park out of it. Interesting. No, I, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, they still call it Nike Park to this day. Anyways, so, I know I'm going to get a fuck you, none left. From after this, let's all play cornhole with Mr. Wimps fun bags. Yeah, I've said that before. It's, it's smart shit. Anyways, yeah, uh, Mr. Wimps actually makes cornhole bags and sells them quite regularly because you know, they're very. As very well I uh, drove to your house, there was a family right by uh, your parents' house that was playing cornhole. There's neighbors two doors down from us that play it every day. Older people. That okay? No, we're no. It was like a family. Like right. A family. No, I'm saying uh, from us two doors down every oh, okay. night they have somebody over playing. So, I mean, it's it's okay, but I, it's every, fun. Every day, but I, it's, well. I guess you got to do something if you're old. Yeah. yeah. Not the best. Yeah. People are debating the pseudonym and the etymology uh, uh, entom- of wherever the hell it comes from. Entomology, I think. Thank you. Is where it comes from. Anyhow. It comes uh, from the Latin word cornholus, <laughs> which means shut your face. Hint, hint. Anyway, so they, they played all the way through. They actually won the championship. She played. She was the catcher in softball, meaning she didn't have to do much. Right. Was, yeah, which was good because, she, you know. Because it's like probably slow pitch, right? Right. Okay. And every team had to have X amount of girls in order for them to play. And there was, I think, 12 teams in her division. There was 20 teams in a different division. Uh-huh. And the division was kind of like in college and high school, broken down on how big or small your company is. Oh, okay. So the company she works for is about 300 people, so she was in like a smaller division. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But, yeah, they crushed. They, they went all the way through. They only lost one game. It was double elimination, and they didn't lose that until the finals. Oh, okay. So there you go. They had to – I mean, they were so, dead so, tired. So the finals, so they had to play the same team like twice Right. They played the same team. Well, the same team they played had to beat them twice because they'd already beat them once. Oh, okay. So gotcha. Mystic Mims' team had to lose twice, but they only had to win once. And the first game they played, they played like crap. Because they were dead tired. Everybody was. Right. And then after they lost, I'm like, that sucked. All right. And then they just blew them out in the second game. <laughs> they slaughter-rolled almost all of them. So, Wow. Yeah. They definitely came to play. And I tell you what, a lot of the girls on her team, they could really play. So, and you, then, sure, you sure there weren't any uh, ringers in there? No, I didn't see any Lady Gaga's running around. <laughs> so, <clears throat> And then today was Father's Day, which I want to say, none of, not one of you assholes listening said, Happy Father's Day to me. Not one. I scrolled through IRC twice and saw nothing. I'm not sure the purge list can handle 80 names, but we're about to find out. Aren't, aren't I on the purge list, too? Technically, I, I think, think you should be. I you're think I am. freaking late. Fire is going to go on there now. I know I gave him a pass because it's Father's Day, but I, you know, I can change it I like. Let's take a look. Take a look. I'm, I'm pretty sure the, I'm on the purge list. I'm pretty sure that Shriggs keeps it up to date. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. The purge list is right up there. Uh, Empress Court purge list. And I don't think we've had. I know he has been slacking on the uh, balance break comic. That being Shriggs. Let's see. All right. All right. Here's the purge list: Sam Broadcaster, Anonymous, Sony, Evian, Jack Thompson, Bobby Kotick. Night Mom, Jimmy Carter, the state of California, Michael Eisner, Steve Jobs, Sir Nick, Tests in general, that kid from the pro banning video, Ohio Con, Math Method Tests, the people who write them, Cincinnati Bengals, Fears, Pickles for the Win, Master Queef, Tweeter? That's right, he fell asleep. Shriggs, oddly enough, Dr. Moriarty, let's see, Digit, Haran Sakar, Digiwitu. Failed to report a douchebag in front of Emp in the CVS. I remember that. Go Hex for being a whiny little bitch. Natural 20, Midros. Uh, Pusser, Bullies, Match Queef again. Highlander, there you are. There I am. The bottom. 
Greebog, Lanzor, Maniac Killer, and of course, Varyar, who's on there for complaining about the music. So he's already on there. All right. <clears throat> so, yes, you are on the purge list. I should make you do something to get off of it. I just got to figure out what this is going to be. How am I going to get off of it? I don't know. <laughs> and furthermore, why the hell do I care in the first Digit. place? But I just can't, in good conscience, call you Daddy Imp. Oh, yeah, baby. Yes, you can. I th- didn't, didn't I bring this up oh, one time yeah. that like the purge list should have like a finite amount of people? And then once people should buy to be on the purge list. And then, like, once you hit that, then if you want to add someone, you have to take someone away. Okay. I still like the idea of making people jump through hoops to get off of it, though. I I have no problem with that idea. uh, Because I actually I enforced that on the World of Warcraft uh, uh, clan group. We actually have a purge list rank. Already? Yes. They can't. They can't access the bank. They can't take any items out of it. (laughs) Yeah, they're the lowest (laughs) of low. It goes. Uh, Field Marshal, Grenadier, and then there's, uh, what the hell's uh, a fun? There's a fucking useless noob. And then or that's the purge list. So, <laughs> that's fun. And Father's Day was the 5.2 weeks ago. No, in it's your today. Crappy little nation, but yeah. in this one. In, in the one that counts. <laughs> how am I uh, not on the purge list? That's a good question, Little yeah, Rex. How, how, that's was, a, yeah. how is Little Rex not on the purge Somebody, list? Uh, that needs to be uh, corrected. Martyrdom, I've been on the purge list three times and successfully escaped its grasp. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, Sunday. So Father's Day, I got, let's see, no breakfast in bed, but I got breakfast for dinner. And That's always good. a good. Mystic Mim found a recipe for, what the hell is it called? French toast? Yes, French. No, no, no. no, no food Network. Were... It was Food Network that she got. I was trying to remember who she Oh, okay, where it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, She got the toast. recipe from Food Network. So what was the like the secret? Like What made it so It was great? some kind of like honey wheat bread, and then she made the custard, and then she put honey in the custard, and then she, I guess what she did was she put them in the custard for like a minute, 30 seconds on the side, and threw them on, and then she let them sit for three minutes, uh-huh. and then she put them on for three minutes per side, and then took them off. And they're oh, really wow. thick cuts of, of bread. Oh, were they good? Best French toast nice. I've ever had. Nice. Uh, let's see. I got a twenty dollars gift card for Best Buy for my daughter, which is very nice. Wow. She actually earned that at her grandparents' house, so she could buy it. Oh wow! Which helped me buy Wrath of the Lich King today, so hey, I hey. actually have that now. There you go. Yeah. So wait, wait, you had Cataclysm, but not Wrath. No, of the I had Burning Crusade. Oh, okay. That's why I said we're going to take this in steps. We're going to play it till I get to seventy, and then if I want to still keep going, then you'll get everybody's Cataclysm. having fun. Then we'll get the next one, and the next one, etc. So, does, so does, does that mean that your World of Warcraft doesn't have lava and all that stuff in it? But uh, in Cataclysm, it does? Uh, no. I mean, the world is, is definitely changed. Vanilla WoW has changed uh-huh. because of Cataclysm. They didn't add any continents to it. Okay. They just added, I mean, changed around a lot of the way, you know, different things look. And then they added a, uh, a segment to the old world that wasn't there before, which I don't think you cannot access until you've got, you know, Cataclysm. You also uh, okay. can't fly around in the old world like everybody else can oh, because you I have see. Cataclysm. Gotcha. But I tell you, you level so fast in that game. It's unreal. I've, I've played on and off <clears throat> not more than a couple hours a night, if that, every other night. Hmm. For about three weeks, I've got a total of three days played, time-wise. Wow. And I hit level 67 last night. Based on uh, starting at level one? Yes. Wow. And I've got like, four grand in the bank. Uh, I've got everything I have is either epic or, or a, you know good item quality, that kind of uh-huh. thing. Right, I'm already in Northrend. Sucking. I am in Northrend as of the same, this, yeah, this afternoon, actually. I, it's in the north. I installed it, and I actually got off the Zeppelin, and then I had to quit to do this. So, unfortunately, I won't be able to play it until tomorrow. i got things going on this evening. In fact, what is on tap for this evening? What did you bring with you today? Uh, the uh, Rift Tracks of Battlefield Earth. Okay. Uh, I, I did decide to. we're going to go ahead and do a Rift, rift Tracks. 
Cool. Yes. Did you go on their website and take a look at everything? No. Because uh, I okay, I would recommend I going to their it. going to their website. Um, you can actually do like serious riff tracks. Well, they, they call them i riffs. No, this I mean, is not a serious do... group we're talking about. <laughs> but uh, just to have to make sure it has to be a, a movie that a lot of people have. Otherwise, you know, no one will buy it. And then it's like, what's the point? But they give instructions on you know how to do it and you know tips and tricks things like that. Okay. Well. Th- I have a couple ideas. With all this equipment just sitting here, right. we've got to put it to use. Exactly. So, absolutely, we're going to do it. Cool. We'll Having have to pick s- the movie. Yes, that's part of it. We'll have to sit down with uh, some people and figure out what the hell we're going to do with the movie. Right. And then we're going to have to start doing some screenings. Like you had mentioned, we have to watch it several times to yeah. get the timing down. Get the timing down. See the jokes figure are. out what the jokes are going to be. Yeah. Having said that, so, um, yeah, Father's Day wasn't, you know overwhelming for me, but it never is. It's always kind of an afterthought. Yeah, because it's not the same as it's like your birthday or a little Christmas. disappointing, but you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Seth B says, I miss well. I hope this job comes through for me. Well, I hope it does too, buddy. So I don't have to keep paying your friggin' welfare. Martyrdom says, Rift Tracks for Inception was fucking hilarious. I've not seen that one yet, or heard that one, I should say. Mostly because I don't own Inception, therefore I can't why buy the Rift I have never seen it, although everybody told me it was good. It's, uh, I saw it in the theaters. Really good. Really good. It's uh, you know, it's uh, Christopher Nolan. You know, right, a- yeah. apart from the Batman movies, he you know, uh, Memento. Remember that one? Yes. Well, yeah, that's yeah. one where the guy doesn't have memory past fifteen minutes. Right, and then the movie goes backward. Yes, starts at the end. Yeah. Although uh, that was Guy Pierce, right? Yeah, Guy Pierce was the guy who. Yeah, what happened him? to him? He never seen him anymore. Um, trying to think of other things he was in. He was in the Count of Monte Cristo, which nobody saw. No. He was the uh, douche guy whose name I can't I can never remember. Monte Cristo. No, no, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. he's the guy who was taking revenge. Right. Like, Edward I, right. Dumas. Yeah. The other guy. can't remember his name. Except he says, I'm not on welfare. Uh, he was in LA Confidential. Right. Wink. Yeah, I know. But that was beforehand. LA Confidential came before Memento. Did it? it? Yes, I thought okay. it did. LA Confidential, one of my favorite movies of all time. You That's should get I, uh, LA, LA Noir. Noir I know. Yeah. I know. I only have so many hours right now that <laughs> is involved with getting... Well, I know. I know what you mean. Before we hit the break, though, I want to give out a huge props and thank you to Gordon. At Blizzard in Anaheim, California. Really? I want to thank that man. Yes. Gordon? Yes, what, Gordon. What did Gordon do for you? Gordon did me a solid. I called him up on the way home from work Friday. Because, I, you know, I got, uh, I was getting it. I knew I was going to probably pick up Wrath of Lich King this weekend. I've been playing, you know, World of Warcraft. And apparently there's an achievement, which I, obviously, as everybody knows, I don't care about achievements because what you get is usually some kind of, you know, useless trinket. If you get anything at all, most of the time you don't. Apparently, in World of Warcraft, there is a, um achievement for getting 50 mounts. And when you get 50 mounts, you get a special flying one that not everybody has. Uh. I'm all about getting a ride that no one else has, or very few. <laughs> so when the Alliance sees me coming, they know exactly who it is that's about to kick their ass. Anyhow, like Alexander wearing two plumes in his hat because then they could see him from afar? Yes. Which yeah. is true, by the way. That's, yeah. Lubu did the same thing. And it was a few hundred years later, and he would have never heard about him anyways. But for the same reason, Ganning also used to wear bells just so his enemy always knew where he was in the field. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I want a calling card. I want some kind of you know indicator. It's all about psychological warfare. Of course. Of course, it also makes you with a giant target on <laughs> your head. Yes, but... I was going to bring that up. But, but uh, no, he's not a buddy of mine. He's just a guy who did me a solid oh, at, so at like, Blizzard. Like, did you just randomly like, yeah, like he's... info at <laughs> blizzard.com or something? No, I mean, he's only answered the phone. And he actually followed through on what he said. And basically what I said, I, I told him, I said, all right, Gordon, buddy, here's the deal. 
A, I like your fish. I don't like fish. I don't like Gordon's frozen fish. <laughs> I was trying to think of some smart-ass comment, and I really couldn't. Like, people aren't going to know what the hell that is. So, Anyhow, I told him, all right, here's the deal. In 2009, I won a contest, the World of Warcraft Arena Shotcast Competition 2009. I said, I got a 30-inch monitor from you, which is awesome, by the way. I appreciate it. Thank you, Gordon. But I also got these two little cards that um, I no longer have. Hang on. I, I said, unfortunately, I lost them. You still have them? Of course I have them. Are, are, we, are, are we talking about the uh, beta keys for StarCraft? Yeah, you got it. You still have those? I thought you used those. So how the hell did you get into StarCraft 2, then? You used other people, or? No. You scratch them off. In the back is the, hang on, I got it. There you go. There's two codes in the back. See that? Oh, I see. Yeah, one is for the World of Warcraft polar bear mount. Yes. And the other is beta key for future Blizzard title. Right. Now, for the beta key, I used for StarCraft II. Uh-huh. And I told him, I said, I got that. Now, when I moved, I lost the other card. The polar bear mount on this one never worked for whatever reason. Wink. Yes. Uh, so I told him, I said, when we moved, I lost the cards, and I never got the polar bear mount because I wasn't playing Warcraft at the time. Right. And I said... What I would like is I would like to get my polar bear mounts back now that I'm playing. Because uh-huh. I haven't played for five years. And now that I am, you know, could you do me a solid and restore my polar bear mounts to me? He's like, well, uh-huh. I'll be honest with you. I- I've never heard of this contest. I'm going to have to go check, so let me put you on hold. I was on hold for the most part of about 27 minutes. From the time I left wow. my the building at work to the time I get home and walk through the door, is when he finally came back and said, look, we're going to have to contact the eSports department and run it through them first. I will call you back, give me your number, and we'll go from there. And this is about 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. 7 o'clock at night, I get a call from him, and he's like, all right, here's the deal. We cannot restore both of your polar bear mounts, all right, but we can restore one of them to one of your characters. Which would you prefer? Okay. So I said, all right, put it on my mage, since that's the one that has most of my mounts already. Okay. Before I stopped uh, playing, I had already started collecting mounts just because I liked them. thought that was kind of cool. Uh-huh. So a lot of the ones I have now are a real, either impossible to get now or very difficult at, you know, at the very least. Uh-huh. So I'm going to have, you know, once I get a couple reps up, i got to finish off getting to Exalted from Revered, and I can buy all the different mounts for like pennies on the dollar. When I played, it was like a grand, a thousand gold, which took you forever to raise to buy a mount. Uh-huh. Well, for one, the economy is so bad, I mean, you can make a thousand dollars just you know, crapping in a bag and selling it on the auction house. Wow. Everybody will buy it. The second thing is that if you get like exalted mounts for like 80 bucks, your normal mounts are nine, nine gold. Wow. It's insane. The, I mean, your mounts are like, you get your normal mount now at 20, your epic mount at 40, your first flying mount at 60, and then you're, you're like the epic flying at like 70. Wow. So, wow. it, yeah, it's it, it's real easy. So he's like, all right, so I will restore your mount to you. I'll put it on your mage right now. I said, that's awesome. Thank you, Gordon. Appreciate it. So, I mean, I didn't get both of them restored, but I got one of them. So that's kind of cool. Cool. Now, I, I will say this. What is now? What, what did that story have to do with the flying cool mount that you wanted to get for getting the 50? Because or, or was that the flying? No, 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 no. Mount? I need 50 total mounts to get that flying mount. Oh, okay. All right. I see it's still downloading the Wrath of Lich King here. Holy see. crap. Right, it's been going on for quite some time. Um, man, I hope that's not going to affect anything else. Cause that's eating up a lot of, a big chunk of our uh, bandwidth here. Right. Anyway, so I'm going to show the polar bear mount real quick. I will say this. What it does is it accumulates towards that 50 mount. Uh-huh. Those 50 mounts. And it's one, something that I don't have to buy. I don't have to grind to get to. 
A little big giant dragon. Is yeah, that like Deathwing? He looks a little different than the last time we I saw him. I was going to say, yeah, is he like a like an undead dragon now or something? No, he's I he's just really, you know, played with armor. That's the guy I have him playing. That's the guild tabard you can see with the uh the little Oh, wreath. with the little with the, yeah, the wreath, yeah. The Orgamar, this is the Orgamar tabard I'm just wearing cuz I need to get my wrap up. Here, let me show you real quick the polar bear mount. Okay. And you're going to see why I I never see these anywhere in the game. No one if they've got them, no one ever uses them. And there's a reason. I'm going to show it to you right now. I, don't get me wrong. I'm glad the guy hooked me up. Uh-huh. I'm glad he gave it to me, but Jesus Christ. Is it, is it like a little too uh, it's, cutesy? Oh, yeah. And, it's like a pink stupid bow and as all shit. I, I can see anybody <laughs> being made fun of who's running around with this thing. Hey, guys, look at my polar bear. <laughs> yeah, pretty all much. right, faggot. <laughs> all right, I'm on my, uh, my war goat. That's what the I fact call that you said war goat is Yeah, it is. It's kind of like a... So you're an Orzammar right there? No, this is in Northrend. This oh, okay. Is, it's, it's been a while since I've played, so I'm trying to remember. This is a war song something or other. They're fighting somebody. I don't know. Let me get off this thing. Get on my stupid polar bear mount. There it is. Why is your polar bear wearing goggles? I don't know. He's wearing steampunk goggles, and you've got... A merlock. You've got the gecko from Geico holding a BlizzCon flag. Yeah, it's a merlock holding a BlizzCon flag. Now, you can tell me you're going to ride in the bed on this thing. People are going to look like, oh, shit, here comes the emperor. <laughs> Wait, what the hell is that? It's a stupid-ass frog with a BlizzCon flag. So I can see why no one ever uses the damn thing. It's ugly as sin. <laughs> it looks retarded. I mean, I'm glad Come I got Polar it. Come, Bear, we're going to Narnia. <laughs> And that's pretty much it. So Ugh. I'm going to go back to my war tailbook here. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, war goat is infinitely cooler. Yeah, it's like a deer Only because it's, goat. It's, it's a war goat. And this is another one that a lot of people don't have, only because at the time, no one knew you could do a reputation grind and actually earn this thing. I came across it by, by accident. Uh-huh. But let's see, how many mounts do I have? See, I've got the resolution turn screwed up for this, so it's kind of hard to see. I've got, let's right. see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Oh, you got a ways to go. Well, no. Uh, keep in mind, there are 14 mounts I can buy right now, but I haven't because the amount of money it would cost is more than I'm willing to pay. So if I get a couple of rep grinds up, ah, the okay. price goes down. So there's 18 that I can, or 14 more I can buy right now. By the time I'm done with one more rep grind, it'll give me another seven. Okay. So, yeah, within striking distance. Actually, it's probably only about a week's worth of work if I wanted to get that 50 mounts. So I can do that. But, yeah, that's stupid as all hell. Imp, need to kill Keel in the TK for the Phoenix. Do they have a Phoenix? Yes. That'd be cool. I'd be down okay. with that. You want to see something? I'm gonna show, okay, hey, we'll go to break. I'm going to show you. This. It's all, right. all right, we're going to take the first short break. Folks, we're going to go over a little a bit tonight because we've got a lot to get through. We haven't even gotten to our main topics yet. So obviously there's a lot going on this week. So, folks, keep it right here. Uh, we're going to be back in about, oh, 10 minutes or so, and we'll pick it up. We've still got the uh, stupid video game of the week. Yep. We've still got this or that. Yep. And we've still got a special, apparently, special quickening. quickening. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in about 10 minutes. Warning, this show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, death, trans fats, death, live nudes, death, and derogatory comments death. about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. Oh, the Germans are mad at me. I'm so scared. Ooh, the Germans. Uh-oh, the Germans are coming to get stop me. Stop Oh, don't let the Germans come after me. Please stop the pretending oh, you're scared. Oh, the Germans are coming after me. 
No, they're so big Stop and strong. It. Stop it, Mr. Oh, Burns. Pretending you're scared of us, Stop it! Listening to the Emperor's Court here on VTW Productions. Get down on your knees. I know I would. And boy, did she never. <laughs> yeah, not that lucky. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Emperor's Court here on Verse World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I'm your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Highland. Always a pleasure. And, unfortunately, Highlander, I was trying to show you all the cool flying mounts there are in World of Warcraft. Well, I, I saw that one, oh, that the Drake of the West Wind you were saying. Why did I think of that? Damn it. Hang on. I got, I got an idea. I got an idea. This might work. We're going to do this right now. Hang on. All right. See, this is when we should have the live stream running so you can actually see what I'm looking at. The problem is, most everybody had this game like, oh, yeah, it's a Drake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a dragon. That's, that's cool. I'm still in awe of all the crap that's on there. I wouldn't mind him as a mount. I don't know if you could get Deathwing to be a mount, or you could tame him as a pet, but that'd be pretty cool if you could. That would be pretty cool. Let's go back to my old crappy place. There we go. See, that's that's the original Emperor with my giant friggin' anachronistic gun. Yeah, it's like a uh, I call it a super soaker. So it's like a goblin gun, or is that it's a, a core marksman gun? rifle? Oh, okay. It's a uh, you have to you get the there's one. That's one of the ones I like. It's a Twilight Mount or whatever it is. I see. That's pretty cool. There's one. What the hell is that one? The Sandstone Drake. This one I think is kind of badass. And what is he riding? A Bloodbath Frostbrood Vanquisher? Yes. You... I don't know what that is, but I, know, I want but it. looks it. cool. Yeah. Yes. And there's some weird... Looks like a... What the hell is that? It's like a flying manatee. That's what it looks like. like a bunch of fangs. Flying cyclops manatee. And the goblins have a... Uh, it's basically a motor... There he goes. It's a motorcycle. Oh, uh, okay. That's their mount. kind of I've, cool. I've seen the motorcycles before. Scorpion. Oh, okay. I, was, I thought it was a giant enemy crab. Well, there's some people flying above us. Apparently, you can get one of these things. It's, except it's white. It's albino for the 50 mount. Oh, okay. And there's the goblin gyrocopter. Gotcha. Without the guns. Oh, well, that's not worth it then. Did we see this one here? Yeah, we saw that one. So they really put a lot of more artwork into it. I do like a lot of the uh, different flying yeah, mounts they've got there's here. Yeah, some different things. seems like everybody has them now. I mean, I, I, are you worried that they're going to flood the market with them and then everyone's going to have them? Well, no, because you, be cool? you can't really buy them. But that's what, kind of my point is I want one that you know not everybody has. Right. Call it a white horse. It's an albino mount. It's a white mount. So call it the white horse. That's okay. what I want to have. Okay. Kind of stick out. The rest of that I really don't care about, but anyhow. Hey, I, I, wanted, there, to, I, yes. I wanted to bring this up. Okay. I, I just recently today, like I was uh, like I was telling you, I was doing laundry, and our dryer broke, and I had to take the laundry to the laundromat. Right. And next door was a Burger King, and I hadn't eaten all day, so I was like, all right, I'll just stop in. I haven't Burger King in forever. Food. Yeah. Nah, it was okay. But anyway, I walked in. I don't know when it happened, but Burger King is trying to be, like, hip and cool. And what do you mean? I'll, I'll explain. I walked in, and the girl came up to the front and said, hi, welcome to Burger King. She had on this, like, shirt that you would expect to buy at, like, Hot Topic or something like that. It was a Burger King. Like an Ed Hardy shirt or something? something or? Yeah, very, uh, like, one of those, like, tattoo kind of shirts. It had, uh, it, it was a black long sleeve shirt, not like a... 
like a thick material one that you would kind of expect, just like a shirt. Okay. And in the on the like upper right shoulder and like the lower left of the shirt, there's all these like tattoo swirly kind of things with BKs intermixed in them. <laughs> okay. So it was just kind of like hip and cool Burger King shirt. I like where did that come from? Like it's hot topic with burgers. It, it's seriously, it, it it looked like something that like people would actually buy. If, like if you went to the mall. And you were like kind of goth, and like you shopped at Hot Topic, and you think Spencer's is a cool place to go. You you would actually buy that shirt legitimately. I would punch those people. I know you would. I, I hate. But those I just wanted to bring it up. Like I, I don't know when Burger King decided they were going to try and probably when they started offering Wi Fi. When I walked into Burger King near here, and it, you know a couple years back, and I was like, now with Wi Fi, I'm thinking I don't know who's bringing their laptop in here to work and eat at the same time. <laughs> but are you trying to get the cafe douchebags to come in here and, and, and for their business? Wow. Okay. Well, there's that. Good for them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't know. I just the... wanted to put it out there. I was like, that's, and I didn't say anything because I was in a hurry. So I didn't say like, is that like a normal shirt or did you get that because you're special? Or, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Let me guess. You should have to work three days in a row on time. There you go. Congratulations. You've been promoted. <laughs> Whereas McDonald's, they're still sticking with what's always worked for them. Fat and ugly and rude works for them. <laughs> I tell you, I was pissed today. Um, Mystic Mim, I, I told her, you know, hon, I would really like some wings for lunch. Hintity, hint, hint. She's like, okay, all right, I'll get you some wings. I went to church this morning. Uh-huh. So I come back from Mass. I'm like, your wings are on the table. I'm like, yes. I go to sit down and eat my wings. And I'm, I'm looking at okay. They look like wings. They don't smell right. So I pick them up, and I eat one. Something's missing. Something very important is missing, but, oh, that's right. There's no sauce on them. They're medium wings. They forgot to put sauce on them. I was pissed. How do you how do you forget to do that? I don't know. Who who eats plain wings? The guy, the cook must be. I'm going to make some wings for them, many. Here's your wings. I forgot about the freaking sauce. Man, there was no sauce. However, Miss Man was able to rally to the uh, cause here and save the situation when she reminded me. Well, didn't you buy a couple of bottles of Quaker Steak and Lube sauce? Why, yes, I did. Uh huh. Thank you, dear. So I to called. The cloud. Yes. <laughs> so I called those ba- <laughs> called those bastards. Got my money refunded. I said, "Well, we can make more wings." I'm like, "I'm not driving 20 minutes to get the wings. I don't like you that much, and I'm pretty aggravated. So unless you want to come out here and bring me my wings, I want my money back." So I gave him my money back, and I just used in-house sauce and i mean they were okay uh-huh but i was kind of pissed would they have been better if the, the yes. medium sauce had been yes there? so you like their medium sauce better uh, than the sauce you bought the sauce i bought would have been refrigerated to keep it good oh so, well, i mean i had to warm it all up but I by this say, time didn't warm it up yeah. you know it's ice cold now the wings have been cold i'm just aggravated because i had to call them up to get the money back uh-huh yes yeah, steak and lube sauce correct martyrdom and here it comes I don't like Buffalo Wild Wing. They always... I love it. Their wings are small. They always fry them so there's nothing left. I love the spicy garlic sauce. Maybe the sauce individually is okay, but they always smother it. That's one of the reasons I'm looking forward to coding at Oticon, because they have a Hooters there. And trust me, it ain't for the the visuals, because Mm -hmm. chicks in Baltimore are ugly. Really? Oh, God. The the Hooters chicks in Baltimore are ugly. I'm not wild about Hooters wings, because those are the ones that they have the extra. It's, it's, It's like they have the whole wing. You know, I, is that the ones I'm thinking of? No. It's not just the individual. one they have, like, the no. shape like a V? No. What the hell am I thinking of? I have no idea. They bread theirs, and they put the sauce on them, and they're breading. And they're great. Oh, uh, okay. That's why I go there for the wings. That's where I got to see Derek Jeter that one time. 
He was at the Hooters in Baltimore. Oh yeah, the, uh, the Yankees the were in, yeah the Yankees were in town yeah. for playing the Orioles. We saw them on Sunday, but no, they were all, there was a whole bunch of them in the uh, VIP section. I had to walk through there to get to the bathroom. That's so kind of Wait a, a weird place. There's to put... a VIP section at Hooters. Yes, in Baltimore. Yes. Okay. All the ESPN guys were back there. A bunch of the Yankees. As we were leaving, he was walking in. He's a big dude. He's not tall, but he is wide. He really? is. Oh yeah. And and Mystic Mim turns to me. He's like, "What? Why do you look like that?" I'm like. That's Derek fucking Cheater. And she's like, okay, that's cool. Let's go. I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay. She just mentioned that the other day. Like, yo, you think we'll see Derek Cheater again? Every year we go to Baltimore, it's always the same thing. We'll so, Derek Cheater again. <laughs> Hooters wings are overrated. Yeah, you can say that because you can probably go to Hooters anytime you want. I am in Cleveland. The last two Hooters, Hooters closed in Cleveland? up. No, there isn't. There aren't? No, they closed years ago. Used to be one in Parma, used to be one downtown. They both closed years ago. Wow. The only Hooters operating in the state of Ohio is in Toledo. Really? I think. You looked it up? Yes. I didn't know you liked Hooters that much. I didn't. I liked their wings that much because Mr. Mim said, I have a taste for Hooters wings. I'm like, yeah, so do I. I'm not driving eight hours to get them, though. You can buy their sauce, though. I've, I've seen it in the okay, grocery stores. Okay, but we can't bread our wings. I can fry them. I just don't, I can't bread them. I don't know how to bread and fry. I don't have that kind of ability. You, you take uh, egg wash. So you're going to make the wings? Crack the you eggs, me? you coat them in, in, in eggs, and then you just uh, roll them in the breading. Domino's Pizza has better wings than Hooters. Wow, Sakani. Mighty strong words yeah. about wings. A bold statement. He must not like the women. <laughs> There's only been a handful of chicks that have been, I would say, have been like Hooters hot when we've gone there over like the really hot? years. Yeah. The rest of them are kind of either, you know. The ones are fly. I've, I've, I went to the one in Orlando. There were. But I, that's Orlando. They grow on trees down there. Yeah. There's a lot of hot women in Orlando. Yeah. So. A lot of hot women. Beef O'Brady's just opened near me in martyrdom. Really? There was a, there, there was a Beef O'Brady's uh, near where I live. They went out of business. I guess we're going to Varyar's place next time. There's, <laughs> they got Beef O'Brady's up by there. Let's go check it out. All right. Theronis says there's one in Dayton. There's well, we're not driving Dayton. two and a half hours. I'm not going to Dayton, dude. If you want to come up and bring the wings with you, though, you know, still not going to eat them because, you know, they'll be cold by then. You know what a great thing to do in Dayton is? Get the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's now almost eight o'clock. We have yet to cover a single Holy video game crap. topic. <laughs> Jeez, we're almost done with the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, this just goes to prove once again when other people are like, "Man, I have nothing to talk about." We're two hours into the damn show. We haven't even gotten to the show yet. <laughs> Any minute now. <laughs> Any minute now. We've got the first article up. It's right there. Oh, uh, <laughs> All right. Actually, I did want to get to this one. I saw this earlier in the week, and I posted about this on the uh, forums. Uh, this is from Gotaku.com, but I actually got mine from Fox. And the LulzSec, these are the guys who are the hackers that do it for the lulz. Oh, okay. They hacked the uh, Senate, the CIA, uh, that's the U.S. Senate, mm-hmm. Sony, a whole bunch of other places. So the, these people aren't associated with anonymous? They're not anonymous. They're a completely different group. Okay. And anyways, uh, it goes on to say, it's in its honor of its thousandth tweet... And on the heels of compromise, the websites of the CIA, that's the Central Intelligence Agency, who, i got to tell you, Highland, that had if I was a hacker... That hack. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be scared to death, i got to tell you. The only thing, I guess they just hacked the front page and took it down for about five minutes. I was going to say, that's got to be, A, tough to do, and B, take some balls of steel. I was, gonna, I was about to tell you, of all the people in the world that I would not hack if I was an old CIA hacker, and probably the uh, Israeli, uh, what do I think, the, the Musef... What am I trying to think of? Uh, Mossad. Mossad. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Probably the those CIA two. are not the people you would want to F with if you were a hacker because they will find you and they will <laughs> drone your freaking house. Just ask how Pakistan's doing these days. 
the U.S. Senate, Sony, and more, the crew of the good ship Lulsec has presented the world with a manifesto of sorts. So what is Lulsec, and what is it they want? Surprisingly, and contrary to previous indications, they're not just in it for the lulls. Instead, according to the document, Lull Security is here to remind you that the Internet security is, well, kind of a joke. Quote, This is what you should be fearful of, not us releasing things publicly, but the fact that someone hasn't released something publicly. We're sitting on 200,000 Brink users right now that we never gave out. It might make you feel safe knowing we told you so that Brink users may change their passwords. What if we hadn't told you? No one would be aware of this theft, and we'd have a fresh 200,000 peons to abuse, completely unaware of the breach. Watching someone's Facebook picture turn into a penis and seeing their sister's shock response is priceless. Receiving angry emails from the man you just sent 10 dildos to because he can't secure his Amazon password is priceless. You find it funny to watch havoc unfold, and we find it funny to cause it. We release personal data so that equally evil people can entertain us with what they do with it. Can't, can't fault their honesty. No, article continues. It's a, a peculiar breed of internet nihilism in which nothing really matters and isn't that hilarious. It's like the Joker. The larger takeaway for you, though, is that you're vulnerable. We all are. And unless we drastically rethink the way we protect ourselves on the Internet, we're just sitting back, waiting until the USS lulls point his cannons in our direction. See, this is what I was telling you about <clears throat> back when you all were giving me shit about the Sony thing. It's, it's so easy for someone to get your information. If they really want... If someone really wanted to, they could probably you know get your what? information. But again... Uh, to your point, yes. Well, that doesn't mean you have an unprotected server that's outdated by almost eight years and three different firmware updates to protect 17 million users. You don't make it easier for them, Highlander. It's like, well, you're probably going to rape me anyway, so I'm just going to take my pants off and spread and wait for you to finish the job. No, you don't. You put on the chastity belt and you hope they don't find a locksmith. That's what you hope for. You roll the dice. You got to do what you can. That was my bitch with it. Man, let's give them a four-hour show, and uh, and they will need five. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Pale Rider, we need a four-hour show. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> no, we don't. It's hard enough to do a three-hour show. They put the beef O'Brady's, uh where the Blockbuster used to be. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, Blockbuster's been reduced to a uh, a box outside of the gas station. Speaking I saw of that, uh, if we're going to talk about uh, Blockbuster and all that, no. you want to go to that one. Redbox launches video game rentals on 21,000 kiosks. Go ahead. It seems like just around this time last year, we were celebrating the PCMag.com. fact that one could now rent Blu-ray titles from Redbox machines. You know, those giant red Coinstar-backed kiosks in supermarkets and retail stores that allow you to borrow physical copies of movies for a super low nightly cost. I think it's like a dollar a day. Think of them as a mashup between a Blockbuster and a vending machine. Well, Redbox made a promise in April that video game rentals would soon join DVD and Blu-ray titles within its army of rental machines. And after completing a two-year test of gaming rentals across 5,000 of its kiosks, Redbox officially launched gaming rentals across 21,000 of its 27,000 total rental systems this past Friday. Wow. According to the company, games will carry the highest price tag of all Redbox rentals, $2 a day worth of playing, which is slightly higher than the $1.50 daily charge Redbox places on Blu-ray rentals or $1 for DVDs, like I just told you. Each of the company's kiosks will carry anywhere from 22 to 28 different gaming titles, but there's no indication as to how often the selection of games will shift around. So why gaming? Well, I think we know the answer, but uh, let's see what the article says. It's not an altruistic move by Redbox in its two-year test of gaming rentals. The company actually found that kiosks offering games in addition to movie rentals 
hit anywhere from 10 to 15 higher revenues than those offering merely movies. The news couldn't come at a better time for Redbox either. Company fourth quarter revenues were down 2% from the previous year to $23.7 million, partially due to an overestimation that DVD rentals would find a stronger demand among consumers. I guess I expected this to be a lot larger than it is, but they only made $23 million in a quarter? Yeah, that's kind of strange. That's an off, and this company is beating the shit out of Blockbuster? Yeah. Wow. All right, go ahead. But don't blame Broadbox entirely for that one. Movie studios continue their push over the past year to delay new releases from hitting the company's kiosks. That's new releases as in, rank, as in retail releases, which stores carry exclusive rights to sell for 28 days before Redbox is allowed to stuff its red machines with the films. Critics of the service maintain that this is one of Redbox's key detractors. By the time a particular film hits the rental service, it's old news. There's no indication whatsoever that consumers will be prohibited from playing the latest gaming titles, however. A cursory search of Redbox's online inventory confirms that fact. Redbox might not be able to pull you in with their favorite movie for a while, but at least you'll have a brand new game to keep you busy while you wait. And I'll tell you, that's that second last. That's going to change. That'll change very quickly, and I'll tell you why. Please tell me why. A lot of games these days, and it's been debated, it's been talked about here on this show ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. It's a conversation that Legal Tender and I have all the time because every weekend it seems like he's going to kill a new game. You can bust through a new game in five, six, eight hours most. Oh, yeah. At most, and you'll crush a brand new game. Okay? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if you can rent a game for a buck fifty, I'm sorry, two bucks a day, yes. take it home and kill it. I tell you what, these game titles, these game companies are going to be up in arms because you're not dropping sixty bucks on their title anymore. No, I, I wouldn't. Why, Why would you? bother? Right? But you spend six bucks and you beat it. And they're already mad because people are buying the games used. They'll buy it, they'll play it for a weekend, beat it, and then trade it in next weekend and get at least ten bucks back or fifteen bucks back. Yeah. You know the game companies aren't happy about it, but at least they're getting their sixty up front. At, you know, at the start of it. Yeah. So yeah, I could I could see this happening. This this you know, evolving very quickly. Hello, dear. She's on the computer next week. Uh, on the Whopper Junior? Yes. Or the Junior Whopper? And what is it we're trying to do, Mr. Pim? Facebook? Facebook? In a Facebook during the show. Do you want me to put this third microphone over by you? Not Why not? <laughs> you can tell us all about your Facebook. You're going to go look at all the uh, softball pictures you had yesterday, didn't you? Actually, coincidentally, I just realized uh, I, there is an Orlando in 2015 Facebook page I made. For what, though? Oh, that you made? Yeah. Okay. For only Obviously, you want all that kind of stuff. All right, so, so go ahead and friend the Orlando in 2015. Um, let me make sure it's up and running, but uh, later today, yeah, you can do that, yeah. Xanath apparently is trying to make a quote for the uh, COT Bible, I think. And lo, they took their topics and divided them for the masses. And yet the more they divided and talked, the more they seemed to be, and thus the Ambrose Court would go on forevermore until they decided they were done for the night and departed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the uh, fishes and loaves. We only have two topics and one Quickening. Yeah. Are we going to make the whole time of the show? Oh, we ran out of topics again, folks. Unbelievable. It's loaves and fishes. Some people are going to have that. Uh, Game companies will lose a ton of money. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I they're going to lose a ton of money. I, I think. But, I mean, I, I, obviously, for them to put the stuff in there, obviously, Redbox has to pay out yes. a certain amount of money. Right. they got to so. buy the, either the licensing or they got to buy enough copies that they can rent them out. Right. Right. So. You know, maybe uh, maybe it won't be too bad because you're going to have maybe to buy- up front because I think a lot of these companies aren't looking at it like that. They just want the exposure. Right. But I tell you what, if this becomes a smash hit and you see people paying two bucks a day and killing games, you know, 
Even if they spend two, four, six bucks, right. it takes them three days to beat a game because it only lasts two, six hours. I'm, I'm going well, to take a dude, look. Dude, there you go. You just saved 90% of the cost. In, in, in my city that I live in, I can think of two places that have red boxes. I'm going to have to take a look and see if either one of those two are part of the 21,000. I'd have to think one of them is. It would make Sh- sense. Shouldn't Emperor support Cass, Death of the False Emperor, and all that nonsense? Is, is, is he is the real emperor? I'm who's, not sure how... Who's the false... Emperor? I don't know. I don't really understand where the cast is coming from. No, I don't know either. If you're talking about other shows, I don't care about any other shows. You know, I don't there really are know no other do. shows. You know. There's this show, and then there's uh, other things that want to be us, but instead fail miserably. So apparently we're looking at something on Facebook that's really funny. She says, congratulations, Every. Congratulations. You are awesome. Congratulations, Every. You are awesome. That's the, president. the president of the company. Oh, okay. Fail. So they're not... Uh, Ow! They're not, too, they're not too good with the Facebook. Don't hit me! It's not my company. It's not my president. In attempting, to break, in attempting to break the mold, they tripped over it and fell. If, in fact, I, I got an awesome idea. Hang on. You have an awesome idea? Yeah. Okay. Stand by. Stand by. All right. I, I got an idea. Uh, right. We're going to Google. Why do they have... Oh, okay, because it's Father's Day. Because I, I was like, why do they have the time? Let's see. So which which one are we looking for here? <laughs> All right, that. we're going to send this to your boss here, Mystic Man. We're going to post this on our Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's a it's one of those demotivational posters. It says all pump is prepay. And somebody crosses out is and writes R and pumps. And he puts an S at the end of pump and gives him an F. Gives him an F. Grammar fail. It appears that your climb to the top of the corporate ladder is going great. <laughs> So there we go. Send it to the CEO of your multi-million dollar corporation while I sit uh, here in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of worrying about the uh, gaming industry, I can't believe we, we've gone from topic to topic and they've all been related to one another here. Uh, Almost like um, well, it was I, planned. Actually, no, I didn't plan it that way. I honestly well, I mean, These are mix and match. Are these all yours? Uh, the Redbox one was mine. Right. The other one was yours, and this one right. is mine, too. Actually, I think I might have come from none left. Right. Why the video game sales have plummeted. Four theories. Well, I got a few. This uh, is from uh, theweek.com. I think it's my turn, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, video game industry got a harsh slap in the face Monday, says Chris Morris at Yahoo Games. According to new data released by tracking firm NPD, game sales in May dropped to $375 million, million, a 19% drop from May 2010. That makes May 2011 the industry's worst month since October 2006. The steep decline surprised analysts who forecast at least relatively flat sales thanks to a price cut for Nintendo's Wii console. Here are four possible culprits for the unexpected uh, flop. Number one, a paltry lineup of new releases, which I believe we said a couple months ago that the spring looked pretty crappy. The main disappointment, quote, really is about a light new release schedule as com- uh, compared to last year, says NPD analyst Anita Frazier. Just 42 new titles were released last month compared to 58 in May and 72 in May or May of 2010 and 72 in May of 2009. Number two, no Red Dead Redemption. Last year's May sale numbers uh, would have been hard to match because they reflected the release of Red Dead Redemption, which sold one and a half million copies that month and went on to be named Game of the Year. The newly released L.A. Noir was the top-selling game last month, but it only came out mid-month, and its 900,000 sales fell way short of the lofty ex- expectations for the highly anticipated and well-reviewed title, says Christine, Christine Lu- Lucy? Lucy? Yeah, I guess Lucy. At Soda Head. 
The rest of the short list of new choices, quote, failed to entice consumers, unquote. Well, I think what people are also uh, forgetting here is that Sony got hit. Oh, yeah. The PSN Network crash happened from April into May. All right, so you got to remember that. PR nightmare. Yes, and it still remains a PR nightmare. But I, and maybe, uh, hang on, let's see if that's mentioned. Nope, not mentioned here at all. That, to me, would be a culprit. Hmm. L.A. Noir doesn't surprise me that it sold less than a million copies. Me, personally, I'm sure it's a well-reviewed game, and it's, I'm sure it's, it's, it's excellent. I, I can't wait to play it myself. Right. But let's be honest. Most games that sell very well these days are ones you pop in, you mindlessly mash buttons and shoot people, and you log off. Yeah, like uh, Call of Duty. Yes, there you go. Things like that. Halo, things like that. Number three, aging, pricey gaming consoles. Sales growth for games, quote, will remain elusive, quote, uh, unquote, until sales of consoles get a boost, says analyst Michael Patcher of Wedbush Securities. Nintendo's new 3DS handheld system has had a weak debut, and the new lower price for Wii didn't help either. A true industry rebound would require that Microsoft and Sony cut the prices of their consoles, too. Well, you could, I mean, but they're already taking a loss, you know, on the console's as it is. Right. I, I can't think dropping it 50 bucks is going to make that big of a difference. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't see it. Number four, incomplete data. Online video game sales are growing rapidly, but the NPD data only represents physical sales and not digital downloads. Okay, now that's retarded. Yeah. How you're would, not going to have digital count, downloads as part of your forecast? You're not going to count Steam or anything like that? Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. That's ridiculous. For example, the downloaded release of a new map, uh, new map pack for Call of Duty Black Ops isn't reflected in the totals. That add-on, quote, undoubtedly drew some dollars that might have been spent on the new physical content from stores, says Frazier from the NPD. Well, I mean, come on. And we've discussed this before on the show, too, that as the future you know, progresses, we get you know, further into this thing, uh, more and more people are getting their games versus digital download. Yeah. I, I went out and bought Wrath of, Wrath of the Lich King today at the store. Uh-huh. When I came home... I tried to pop in the disc. It would not load. Had to do some research to find out why. It's because they already loaded most of the stuff onto my system when I uh, reinstalled World of Warcraft the first time. All the patches that came out. Oh, All the material was already there. All I did was punch in my code, and it activated. So basically, was already you already there. had Wrath yes. of Lich King. You just needed to buy the activation Right. I code? couldn't. Yes. I, I, essentially, that's what ended up happening. Oh, wow. I plugged in the CD key. It worked. <clears throat> And I can, I can start playing right away. Now they have to download a couple of small patches in the background. Uh-huh. And they did that, and that took all of a couple of hours. But I never noticed because I was playing as I went. The point is, for, for me, this makes no sense to actually have some kind of forecast or already kind of sales expectations and not include what is becoming the primary medium very sure. quickly of the way people get their media. Yeah. Games, movies, uh, music. Everything. So, yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. Totally agree. Sakani says, NPD doesn't track digital downloads because companies don't release that data. Well, I know Steam doesn't, for instance. They do not release what their sales numbers are. They're a privately held company, and they don't have to tell anybody squat. Right. But, uh, again, Axel Sora says, forgive me for I sent him a bit late. A bit? You're two hours and five minutes into the show, you dick. You owe us big. Can you make websites? <laughs> <laughs> Sakani actually, way, if you keep going all the way up, yep. said that... Uh, they sent something to my email. Oh, did they? Yes. So who, I'll have they to take who? A look. Oh, so, okay. Sakani. Got it. So we'll have to take a look at it here in a minute, I assume. Because we're getting closer to our second break of the night. Uh, do you want to do the stupid video game moment real quick? Yeah, let's get that out of the way, and then we have a this or that to play. Um, All right. Oh, we're going to have to bring it bring it up but first, before we get to the... Uh, yes. Yeah. Because R, we didn't put it up. R. R. 
International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Which I forget what day that is. I think it's in September. Woo-hoo. Indeed. Indeed, woohoo. I think I can hear you, dear. That was a woohoo from Here, I'm going to put the Mystic microphone Man. this way. Is it even hooked up? Ah! Yes, it's hooked up. <laughs> yes, it is. Don't do that. Oh, my headphones. <laughs> ah! Uh, All right. Uh, it, took, it took me a minute to find stuff I had done without <clears> using <throat> any kind of pre-built templates. So that's a good sign. Now that there's anything wrong with those, in my opinion, well, that's true. I, I've, I've seen some pretty decent website templates. You'd be amazed at how much you can trick out of a WordPress blog, for instance. But anyway, here are the two I'm most proud of. Spokane in 2015. <laughs> it's green. <laughs> it's the same layout, too. We're looking, well, that's a little different. We're looking at uh, well, R.C. McGill. <laughs> this is... Um, LAQuintaRealEstate.com. So. Or La, La Quinta Real Estate. It's a, La, it's a Spanish name La for an. Real Estate at PGA West. Irish company. Got it. All right. Okay. And the other one is, uh, <clears> looks <throat> like, this is an old site, apparently. This is an E3 coverage website he made. Okay. I uh, would not go with those. Uh, that's, would, I wouldn't go with that particular kind of uh, layout. One, because it's hard to read. You have to crock your head yes. over to the side to see it. Uh, I don't know if I go with those colors either. It's kind of junk. Well, right. I mean, it might be just be something he threw together. And Talit Haxor sent something in. Let's see. Uh, that's a gay porn site. I'm not going there. <laughs> no, that's a Wild Gill site. No, that's a gay porn site. Oh, down there? Oh, look at that. Donkeyschlongandthebong.com? No, thank you. That's, Sarah from that Nocturnus. sounds like a really bad uh, porno. Oh, uh, yeah, that or like really bad band, like like cover band. Hey, if we ever decide to do a cover band, there you go. There There's you go. Name. The whale shark. The whale shark. Okay. Well, what do you think? Ah, uh, looks like a website. Doesn't look too bad. This is a wild guild site, but from this Photoshop mockup from here, one of the officers. So this is the image. Okay, well that's just what we just saw. Right. Although that. That looks a lot nice, probably because just because of the uh, picture, right? Doesn't there? And some place in the UK I don't care about. No, that doesn't look too bad. Welcome to the USMC. Really? I tell you, the Marine Corps has really gotten you know wow. kind of. I didn't think lost the edge. that out. <laughs> Apparently, they're in the UK. <laughs> oh, I get it. They're undercover. God. Wink. Shh. <laughs> you blew it. Fire never told me about this. Yeah. What? Clever hobbits. Where's clever? Where are you hobbits? looking at that for? Clever hobbits. Clever to hobbits so to high. climb so oh, high. Okay. Oh, that's a that's a line from Return of the King. I, is it? Yes, it is. It was on yesterday. Yes, it was on yesterday. It's how I remember. It's like on every like, any given weekend, TNT's either playing Gladiator or the Gladiator Lord of the Rings trilogy. Or Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. And then Spike TV is always playing Star Wars. Always. Speaking of, every are, are, are you excited to see the Hobbit? When it comes out? Uh, uh, excited? No. Will I go see it? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Speaking of excited, anybody see the Green Lantern? Um, I know it got destroyed by the critics, but a, I kind of expect I am that. not a big fan of Ryan Reynolds, only because I'm not either, but he suffers the same uh, kind of acting disease of, like, Keanu Reeves Van Wilder. all those kind of things. Play like They always play themselves. Yes. It doesn't matter what they're in. Like the, If you're, like, a real actor, you should... Branch out. Branch out and yes. not play the same kind of person all the time. I mean, I... I Although, if, when you think about it, I wonder if, like, Ryan Reynolds and, like, Dane Cook hate each other because they're both they pretty look, much the same kind and look the same. <laughs> so, like, in any movie, they're probably always up for the same part all the time. 
So you know, whatever the one gets it, the other one probably you know, cries to sleep <laughs> in the pillow. Like, that good damn Ryan Reynolds! Why couldn't I be Green Lantern? It's a shame, because I like the Green, Lan- I, I liked the Green Lantern storyline and all that. You know, and It's not bad. Until Hell Jordan blew up everything. I, haven't, uh, I didn't really get into it very much until they did the whole emotional spectrum, like all the other lanterns. Like the Red Lanterns and the... The Black know, Lanterns. Sinetra, Society. Or the yeah, Black yeah. Lanterns, yeah. Then I kind of got into it a little bit. So I got it pulled up. Uh, we can go ahead and, and do it if you like. All right, that's cool. So here we go, I guess. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. Wow. Yeah, we're, uh, we're looking at Mr. Smith's computer game. According to Rotten Tomatoes, it's getting a 25%, which is not good. But see, to me, the, the bigger indicator is, did the audience like it? 62% of them said they did. So, I mean, it's better than average. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. You know, by the way, this, I, I, mean, I think for them to be considered fresh is 60%. So, it's, it's barely fresh. Beer me when you get a chance to get over there. And to the right, all the way between the other two chairs on the other side of the room. If you could, please. Thank you. By the way, where is uh, the Princess Imperial? Okay. All right, Highlander, take it all away. Right, here we go. With the exception of Silent Hill Shattered Memories, fans of the survival horror genre haven't really seen a quality title in quite some time. Due to technological advancements in demand from audiences, faster pacing, fluid gameplay, and graphical achievements have greatly evolved the genre over the past 15 years. And while its origins have been slowly fading into the abyss, there are still a handful of developers who continually try to recreate the suspense and terror that was once so popular. Well, Pixel Revolutions, a German development team, is one of those developers. And let's just say they're not doing the genre any favors with their latest title, I'm Not Alone. I'm Not Alone had me excited by its promise of a suspense-driven horror game set in my favorite setting, an old creepy mansion. It's a typical setting for survival horror, but it does seem to do the job. When I caught my first glimpse of I'm Not Alone, I admit I got overexcited. A third-person survival horror in a mansion infested with restless ghosts it offered an experience reminiscent of the original Resident Evil. I bought it immediately. Unfortunately, it seems unable to deliver the game I anticipated. Poor visuals, appalling combat, and obtuse puzzles prove the most obvious failings, but it is in the lack of character and subpar writing or translation that were its real disappointments. From the first utterance of dialogue and jerky cutscene, it became painstakingly clear that something was wrong. A voice with a peculiar accent began to narrate, talking about past jobs using a mix of unnatural expressions. Checking the developer Pixel Revolution site, I saw that they were Italian. Suddenly I was struck with a vision of three people forced to translate the script into English, housed in separate rooms with no means of communication, before it was handed to one confused voice actor. It transpires that the unlucky voice actor that narrated the introduction was also fated to play the lead protagonist. I can only assume he was aiming for Han Solo with a level of carefree bravado, but he came off like Russell Brand instead. Obnoxious, brash, and a complete dick. (laughs) A lack of substantive backstory and a soul patch combined with his overconfident persona to create a character with no redeeming features whatsoever. My lack of sympathy for the lead character reached the point where I actively wanted him to die. (laughs) And I'm guessing that's not what Pixel Revolutions was going for. To even reach the point where he received a diary that begins to unravel the narrative, it was necessary to navigate my way around the bland mansion fighting uninspired enemies, and trying to comprehend obtuse puzzles. It really was a mundane task made no more enjoyable by doors that unlocked arbitrarily to allow progress, meaning every time I did anything, I'd have to once again have to scour the whole house all over again to see what doors were now suddenly open for some reason. 
My reward for enduring this was page upon page of on-screen text. Yay. While the document gave the game some meaning, it created just as many problems as it solved. The resulting impasse had me at the point of surrender on several occasions, but for finding an online discussion board to guide me. It saddens me that a game with so much, uh, scroll down there, promise, conceptually failed so totally in its execution. Every moment of narrative tension is squandered to another frustration. So flawed is every technical element that anything good is barely perceptible beneath the infuriating controls and really shoddy game engine. I'm not alone in thinking this game sucks monkey cocks. Another stupid moment in video game history. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. Nice. Yeah, I was disappointed because uh, you know you know I like the, the spooky games, and um, I mean it was spooky. I'll give it that. They did have some spooky moments, but it was just not broken. enough to really it was, save it. it from broken. The, yeah, just broken, and not in a good way. Not broken like overpowered. Just no, just broken. Stupid. Yeah. All right. Well, it's uh, eight fifteen here on the East Coast. I think it's on the North Coast actually. I think we need to take a break. We come back in about ten minutes. Uh, we'll wrap up the show. We've got the quickening. We have this or that. We have a couple of segments we have to get to. Before we get to our movie this evening, Highlander, we have to record a couple of things for uh, None Left, and then we can get out of here. So, right. folks, I'm going to kick it to music. We'll be back in about uh, 10 minutes. Morning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, Death! trans fats, Death! live nudes, Death! and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. Praise the Emperor. Welcome back. This is Mystic Mim, and you're listening to the Emperor's Court. You can micro-meet any day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming back from break early because uh, I just went upstairs to, you know, drain the lizard. Take My God, it's a freaking monsoon outside. Take the Browns to the Super Bowl? Uh, no, not just, no, I just okay. had to whiz. But uh, actually, no, it's uh, uh, very bad outside. It, it's really storming like a fiend out there. So we're going to kind of rush through some of this. I don't, like, yeah, I don't like being on the air or being on the computer when it's like lightning like it is outside right now. So. Well, you have it connected to a surge protector, right? Probably. You know, like a big long strip where it's like yes. 10 things and you plug it all in? Yes. It's got like a uh, switch. Actually, almost all of these are on. Okay, then it's on. I still don't, you know. Glory to chaos, my opinion. Fuck the God Emperor. Well, you know, that's cool. I get that. Anyways, moving on. Anyway. So uh, <clears throat> there's one thing, however, that I can do that, you know, the chaos can't do. And what, and what would that be as I talk slowly to give, me a chance. give you a chance to do what it is you're doing? Well, I'll tell you, Islander. It's that. There you go. <laughs> Band. <Well, then. laughs> Let me ask you something. Yeah. Um, if, if you could pick any uh, writer to be a, a guest of honor at Worldcon. You mean an author? Like an author, yeah. What would you think? Because I'm, I'm, I have someone in mind. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be a you know, slam dunk. Like, yes, we're going to do that. Right, but it it I've got to think it's got to be someone that has like a name that could probably like you know draw in some people. Could be like, wow, how about that? Draw in the kind of people you're looking to draw to draw in, or draw, draw in people in general. Draw in people in general. Because I I have one name in mind. 
that I think if, if it were possible and we advertised it, would draw in people. Orson Scott Card, but I believe he's probably already done it. You know, not thinking about one. it, I don't think he's he's been a guest of honor. Bullshit. He may have The gone. author I mean, of Ender's Game? I, I don't three of that, Three has. of the books in that series alone won both the Hugo and the Saturn Awards. So I'd find it hard to believe that he would not have been there. But that's not a bad idea. The person I was thinking of was Stephen King. Mm. I, five, ten years ago, I would have said yes. Now, no. You don't think so? I think his politics has polarized a lot of people. A lot of pissed off a lot of people. I know he's pissed off Barron. I know he's pissed off me. Uh-huh. A lot of fans that he did have, his overbearing politics have, have really scared a lot of people away. So I don't know necessarily that he'd be the you know the, the wisest choice. Hmm. I, but the, you know, then again, he is Stephen friggin' King, so right. people might go. Right. Um, and remember, it's it's to be a guest of honor. It's supposed to be like a lifetime achievement award. So yeah, like, but you know, he's gotten every. So like, he has, can't be like John he, Ringo or something like that. No, 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 no. Um, that's why I hadn't suggested him. Right. Uh, David Drake. Hands, yeah, hands down. Yeah. Hands down. You want to talk about a guy who's helped to define a genre, a, a subgenre at least, uh, military and science fiction. He uh-huh. pretty much made it popular starting in the early 70s all the way through today. I mean, you want to talk about a guy. You want to, you study Byzantine history, you can talk about it with him too because mm, his degrees are in history. Uh, he was a Vietnam War vet, and that's actually what got him into writing about it as a kind of a form of therapy when he got home. Yeah. David Drake would be a huge one. Uh, Digit Orson's... says Dean Koontz. No, Dean Koontz. He's like Stephen King light. We're talking science fiction here, folks. Um, well, I mean, you know, fantasy also covers that as well. I mean, there's a lot of fantasy. Terry Goodkind. I think he's gone. I think he's gone. I, I think he's he's been a guest of mine. I think. Oh, has he? Okay. I think. Uh, I'm not thinking of Terry Pratchett. I'm not sure. Well, Terry Pratchett, I'm sure, has been. Yeah. I mean, that's. Let's, uh, there's a website that has Worldcon on it, doesn't it? It show past and present. Um, go to uh, the, the Wikipedia page for Worldcon. Because it, it lists Let's all the see. guests of honor. So just do Worldcon. And then one of the, one of the links will be like, list of. No, you get on the world. You don't separate it, it's all one word. Oh, okay. That's why, that's why I didn't find it. What about Stan Lee? Ooh, that would be a good one. Nice. You want to talk about drawing everybody in? Yeah. Stan Lee? That's or, not a bad know, idea. Is Bob Kane still alive? I don't know. Uh, no, you want to go to a list of world cons. For pages guests about individual? No, no. That just describes, like, this is what a guest of honor oh, Okay. See, this is what we're looking at here. All right. Frank Paul. E, I remember Doc Smith. Robert, Robert Heinlein's a friggin' legend. Of course. Uh, Robert Block, I know who he Campbell, is. Campbell, we're, we're starting in the fifties here. People. Boucher, Lever, Isaac Asimov, Asimov, Arthur C. Clarke. If you don't know who those people are, you die in fire. Paul Anderson, yeah. Highline again. Uh, Elsprag de Camp. I know who that is. Tucker again. Oh, interesting. Elsprag de Camp was the guest of honor at the last Cleveland, Cleveland World Con. How about that? in nineteen sixty six? How about that? Let's see. Robert Block again. Uh, Ursula K. Le Guin. Highline again. What are these people like? Harlan Ellison. Everyone knows who he is. Well, you want to talk about a dick? Holy crap. Really? He give you a run for your money. <laughs> wow, thanks. He is, he is a he, he was a crotchety old man, you know, like in his twenties. <laughs> Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury. Yeah, there we go. Oh, look at this. A whole ton of them in nineteen seventy. Ray, Ray Harryhausen. Ooh, I would have liked to have been to that one. I like Ray Harryhausen. Audrey 
Norton. People I know. People I know. Jack Vance. I know who that is. Larry Niven. And McCaffrey. Um, yeah, that's not surprising. Interesting. Uh, Mark Twain was the dead guest of honor at the 1993 World Con. Okay. In San Francisco, of all places. Did but they, he was uh, from San Francisco. So, well, you, yeah, or he I, made I, his... Yeah, that's where he got popular when yeah. he went out there. I wonder if they brought in a uh, lookalike or interpreter. Let's around. see. Uh, Michael Marcock. Ben Bova. Ben Bova. Jim Bain would have been nice, but uh, yeah, he's dead now. I'm not seeing Orson Scott Card. Holy crap. No, I'm not yet. Greg Bear. Uh... George R. R. Martin, I was going to suggest him, but he's already been there. Terry Pratchett, there Terry you go. Pratchett, I was going to say if Terry Pratchett had him. Frank Thomas. Well, i got to do something now he's retired. Yeah, I don't see him. Dude, what the hell? Why not go for the trifecta? I say Stan Lee, Stephen King, and David Drake. Or David Drake. Yeah, if I had to pick one between. Oh, David Drake, Orson Scott Card. Flip a coin, man. And Orson Scott Card. Well, hell, I'd bring them both. You're going to shell out some serious bucks for these people to appear. You understand? Um, I mean, I don't know if they have any appearance fees, but still. Uh, Orson Scott Card is out in World, Utah. Traditionally, WorldCon does not pay appearance fees. Okay. So, like, none of those people you just saw, they um, they got paid to – well, they like, they pay their airfare and hotel room and stuff. All right, I'm going to caution you. I'm going to caution you, Highlander. There's a problem. There's uh-huh. got to be. The, those names that I've just – other than Stan Lee, who might kind of a thing outside the box. Right. The ones I just mentioned. Uh-huh. Had to have been invited at some point. There's got to be a reason why they're not here. Either because they declined, they were busy, or people just didn't like them. Well, so, something to consider, too, and obviously I don't know if it's true. Um, bids get together their potential guest list and get it all set up prior to winning. Ah, fuck. So, Bob Kane's dead, so that's up. So, like, for example, like Orson Scott Card may have been the guest of honor for a bid that didn't win. Okay. In which be. case, maybe, you know. Maybe he was invited and he agreed, but then they lost. So that's why he's not an official guest of honor. Orskin Scott Card? Orson Wells? Hugo Awards that he won. My guess is he was there, probably as a guest, but not the guest of honor. Firstly, I can't see Card ever being a Worldcon guest of honor. Huh, why is Controversial, this? but that would, it might be because of his politics. He's a Truman Democrat. I'm a Democrat, but I'm really a conservative type. Yeah, guy. yeah, I know that. Uh, let's see. Like the opposite being like a Goldwater. Yeah, Republican. Scott Card is a reactionary figure in the world of science fiction, particularly in terms of his political views. Despite that, he's a great writing teacher, and Ender's Game is a class which they love, even him, if he is retconning it now. Yeah, that's true, and that kind of pissed off some people. Um, let's see if it says specific. I suspect Card wouldn't play well with these days. And yeah, I think the frothing reactionary stuff is a big part of that. Anybody picking Card will probably be threatened with a boycott. Too bad we can't get the Card of the 1980s back. He came out against Obama, and I know a lot of people in the Democratic Party was were not happy with that because uh-huh. he had been a backer. So, you know, maybe he is polarizing. Maybe like Stephen hmm. King, you know, maybe people won't go because of him. Uh. So there is that. Well, I mean, you, know, you know what I always say? There's, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Right. Because the problem with John Ringo is the exact opposite. <laughs> you know, him and, and Travis Taylor and Tom Crapman, the rest of them are way to the right. So <laughs> that's why he kind of fits in with Varyar's and ours uh, ideas. But Right, of course. I, I tell you, they, uh, still, if you can, if you're going to go with Stephen King and say, fuck it, we'll do an all-liberal thing, which is right up your alley. Go Orson Scott Card. Well, I mean— Go Stephen King. Yeah. 
when, when, go when, David Drake. When, when you really think about it, I mean, politics don't really play too much. Into, oh, yeah. There's people's movies, movies I won't go to because I hate their politics. Right. I'm talking about like conventions. That's all. Uh, all right. But those Stanley, I, I like that a lot. Stanley would be awesome. And he's up there, and you're going to draw awesome. on a lot of people, too. Heck, yeah. As long as you mark, that's the thing. You had to market it right. Right. And that's another thing that they do that they that Worldcon doesn't do. If, if you, we don't have to do it now, but maybe after the show or next time I come over. Take a list of all the, all the program participants. Mm. Half of those program participants are like published authors that yeah. like science fiction people know. But they don't like advertise as like guests that is or whatever draw. you want to call it. Yeah, that would be. I mean, it wouldn't be. Would it be a huge draw? No, but there's. Well, I don't know. It depends. There's out there that if you put together a list that that has Drake, Lee, Card, King, you put all those out there, you're going to draw from a lot of different genres, a lot of different places. Oh yeah, no, I agree. But I'm just talking about things that Worldcon doesn't do that they should. Like they should advertise all the people that are coming, even the people that aren't you know guests of honor. That's an interesting one, George Romero. Ooh, that would be that really would be good, a real was, good one. I was thinking of like a, a media guest of honor, and the first one that came to my mind was Patrick Stewart, because he's been involved he in sci-fi it. for a yeah. long time. Dune, he's actually been to a world Star Con, Trek, but X. he wasn't like it was like a last-minute thing. Like he was like literally in the area, and someone knew someone. It was you know one of those kind of deals. So he showed up for like one panel, and he he showed clips of like um, I think it was Star Trek Nemesis and X Men Two. Or whatever. But uh, he's never actually been a guest. But George Romero would be good, too. Um, It would be really good. Terry Goodkind is talented but incredibly long-winded, kind of like Robert Jordan. Well, Robert Jordan is not very long-winded at all these days. In fact, he doesn't even talk. (laughs) Uh, Man. Well, sometimes that's a good thing. You know, if, if you want to put him on a panel or whatever. Oh, sure. Let, let him run. Talk for two hours. That's what I'm saying. You could go with like a Leonard Nimoy or a, or a, uh, a William Shatner, but they're going to require yeah, appearance they, fees. They require they appearance fees, and you got to pay for their autographs. And No. I mean, if, man, that seems like nope. they always do stuff like that. What about J.J. Abrams? That wouldn't be too bad. I mean, you could shoot for the I mean, stars and say Steven Spielberg, but sure, ain't going to happen. Or, you know. I, or, Robot, or, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, E.T. Well, if, if, if we're talking about people that uh, generate controversy, their sci-fi that would draw, I mean, you could always go to Lucas. Yeah, but, oh, man. He actually know. debuted Star Wars at Worldcon. Did he? Yes, he did. I don't know. Is George Lucas? You know, I know. That's the thing. It's, it'd be tra- and, of course, obviously a lot of this is pie in the sky. Right. Because, you know, George Lucas has his own convention now. He's got Star Wars Right. Well, then you wouldn't, yeah, then you wouldn't bother. Yeah. Uh, Still, it's, it's always fun to, to speculate and, you know, think. To be honest, if you average it out, he still is longer winning than most. <laughs> well... Yeah, Robert Jordan just kept kept on. What about like someone? Damn, Robert Jordan just kept on going. What about someone from like the video game industry? I wouldn't do that for 2015. I would you don't do think that. So? If, no, you're already rocking the boat enough. You don't want to, you know, smack them in the face and rape their mother in the same convention, which is practically what you're going to be doing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's what I happen. would wait to see if you succeed with 2015. If you have the momentum to carry it into bouncing between three different cities, if uh-huh. you can swing that. Then you start setting it up yourself as, okay, this is what we're going to do this year. Then we're going to do this. And you can actually call them ahead of time. Uh-huh. Look, 2016 is coming up. We'd like you to be in here. 2017 is coming up. We'd like you to be here. Because some of these guys are getting kind of up there. Stan Lee's up there, dude. He's, yeah, actually, you know, so is Stephen King. He's like 67. Right, and he's already been hit by a car and crippled. And yeah, whatever. exactly. So yeah. just a matter of time before God realizes they're not dead yet. So <laughs> God forgot me. You could probably dig up Gene Roddenberry and do a weekend at Bernie's with him. 
There you go. So there well, you go. If you really want to do that, you get like Rick Berman, I suppose. Yeah. Is he dead? Rick Berman? Yeah. No, he's he's the guy who's Oh in yeah, they, grab him and Michael Pillar and throw him up there for a Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> go with macaroni. That would be amazing. <laughs> and you know what? Why not? I, th- I think he's crazy enough. He might actually he'd be willing to do it. Oh, I think he would. If you, if you could get a hold of him. That's obviously the trick. The, the, uh, the trick is to get a hold of him and not go through his agent, who will probably be like, hmm, I demand $50,000. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times that's happened. Oh, I'm sure like it happens all the time. Guess. Holy crap. Oh, well, they try and hold a gun to your head. Right. Like, mm, that sounds like work. Really? Sitting in, like, sitting in a panel room and describing what your favorite color is is work? Please. Being adored by a couple hundred or thousand exactly. people in a room. Yeah, that sounds like work. Really, that, that's work to you, huh? All right. Because I thought what I was doing was work, so I, I guess what he's doing is work. Don't forget, people do love to see a train wreck. So bring a nut job, and people may come to the walls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bring a nut job. <laughs> well, um, I, I one I li- one legitimately one doesn't come to mind. I can't think of a may, maybe Harlan Ellison. Media maybe That'd go be the closest for... one, but he's been to tons of world. I like Digit's idea. Maybe go for the guy, uh, for the doctor of Doctor Who. Oh yeah, you could get uh, the the previous one probably. I, his, I can't. I'm picturing him in my mind, but I can't think it was David Tennant. What about uh, uh, Stargate? Tell us his name. Oh, I mean uh, MacGyver. 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 Stargate. <laughs> Richard Dean Anderson. Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah, yeah that's there you can see. Yeah. Matt's Matt Stone. No, I. I I don't know. I, th- I think his name was Matt Smith. Okay. She's talking about the one who's playing the doctor right now. Okay. I thought she was talking about like. Is, is it Matt South Stone? Park. I, th- yeah, I thought okay. it was Matt Smith. I mean, uh, it whatever. could be Matt Stone. So there you go. There's a bunch of ideas. Hope you wrote them down. Hope you remember them. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a couple more things to get to. Let's do this or that. All right. Uh, since I've, well, I'm still remembering it. I've, okay, here you go. All right, bitches. It's time for this or that. And then it goes on for like another two seconds. Yeah. So, okay. That uh, that song's ruined for me now because I, I always think of that Kia commercial with the hamsters. Yeah, I know, with the stupid hamsters. Yeah. Not, not that it was an awesome song to begin with. Do what? Dip, dip, dip. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyways, I kind of tailored this one for you specifically. So we'll see oh, how great. it goes. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see Would how it goes. Would you rather? All right. Let's go with Let's start with off easy. All right. All right. It's going to be kind of all over the place. But That's uh, first off, World of Warcraft or Dragon Age Origins? World of Warcraft. I'd have Why? to say. Well, it's, it's I know long. you're a big you know, Dragon Age fan. Oh, too. I love Dragon Age, but you know, World of Warcraft. You, there's there's much more opportunity for different styles of gameplay. That's true. And, and the the game is so long. I mean, even though you're spending 15 bucks a month, I'd have to say, you know, legitimately speaking, you probably are getting your money's worth by, by probably that kind of stuff. So okay, I'd have to say World of Warcraft. All right, a machete or an aluminum baseball bat? Oh, a machete, absolutely. If it worked for Jason Voorhees, it's good enough <laughs> for me. <laughs> All right. Bill Clinton or Barack Obama? Hmm, tricky. Tricky, tricky. I would ultimately, well, looking at... Uh, it's tough to say because obviously really? we, we don't it's know. Really? It's tough if, to say, huh? Yeah, yeah right, I, I okay. think it's tough. I, would, I guess I would have to go with Bill Clinton. Over Why? Obama. Well, uh, the economy was significantly better under Bill Clinton. True. Than it was under, yeah. Uh... I don't know. I'm, I'm a supporter of NAFTA, so uh, obviously he signed that, so that was a, that was a plus. 
Although it has taken some jobs away from America. But, you know, you got to take the bad. And, I mean, Barack Obama did kill Osama bin Laden. Of course, that's what... Well, what, he kind of gravy trained on everybody else's stuff. And well, told it's, everybody, that's like, I did this. That's like saying, you know, you know, Lincoln won the Civil War. Well, I mean, technically it was... He saw France. it from start to finish, though. Right. There's it, a big difference. Right. You know what I mean, though. You know what I mean. When things like that happen. I guess I'd still love to go with Bill Clinton. I think the 90s overall were a, a pretty good decade. I mean, obviously you can find fault in any decade. Yeah, you could. But uh, you uh, the 90s did not suck. Right. Totally. He gravy trained on Bush Sr.'s plans, but that's fine. He didn't screw with them, which was the point. He knew enough to say, I don't know enough, so I'm not going to touch it. Let it ride. What? It's tanking going into 1999, 2000? Eh, somebody else's problem. Good luck, Gore. That's why he didn't win, you know. Because the economy started tanking, everybody blamed Clinton for because he, he refused to do anything about it. That's why Gore got killed. Yeah, I think it had more to do with his personality and uh, well, I, and got really hammered on um, a lot of the stuff, like the environmental stuff. He got hammered on. He got hammered on, you know, when people said that he invented the internet. He still gets hammered on that. He's going to hammer on it again this past week. Apparently, the uh, one of the groups he worked with that studies like ocean levels. Uh huh. Turns out they were caught fudging the numbers. Apparently, the ocean levels aren't near as high as they've been saying. Ah, see, I, have, I haven't Whoops. kept track of what the ocean levels are. Well, considering they said we were going to water within 20 years, it kind of actually really hasn't raised it. In fact, it's actually gone down a little bit oh, wow. in the last century. So, eh, who knew? As this thing goes on, the, the environmental thing kind of dies a little bit every single week. There's always something new. At any rate, continuing on. Okay. So what do we do? We did Clinton versus Obama, right? Yeah. yeah. A hand grenade or a landmine? Landmine. You, you don't see it coming. I have a hand grenade. It's pretty versatile. You can use it anywhere. You could use it as a landmine, too. So, yeah, I, now that I think about it, yeah, I guess I'd have to go with hand mine. Yeah. Or hand grenade. G.I. Joe's or Transformers? G.I. Joe. Obviously. Because G.I. Really? Joe's American. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. They're American. American. <laughs> Mer- America. Right. Lowercase M U R R. Not according to the movies. But okay. Well, yeah, according to that movie, yeah. But uh, the television show was a yeah. That's real, well, that's a GI Joe got started. He was World War Two. Yeah, real American hero. Yeah. The best thing about that movie was the chick who played the Baroness. Done. She was definitely hot. I thought uh, Scarlet was. Yeah, Scarlet too. Holy yeah. crap, is she hot? Rachel Nichols, I think her name was. Jesus. Don't know her name. Don't need to. Ah, uh, her hair is normally. Come here, red. What's that? Actually, her hair is normally blonde. She dyed it red for that. There's like hardly any actual redheads out there that are are of any kind of interest. Friggin' Christina Hendricks is the only one. It turns out she's she's not original either. She's um, bottle redhead. Is Julie Roberts a redhead? I mean, she's getting older now. I don't know anybody who called her attractive. Back in the day. It was like one movie where they kind of... You know, hit the horse face and pretty her up a little bit. You didn't think uh, she was hot and pretty woman? Yeah, so the one movie. Okay, Okay, fair (laughs) enough, fair enough. Yeah, so there you go. That that was that movie, and that was it. Uh, let's see. I thought she was hot in uh, Hook. She had like the short skirt dress thing on going because she was Tinkerbell. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. You don't remember that one? I, I was yeah. no. You never saw Hook? I, I I saw it, but I I don't like Robin Williams okay. or his Fair movies. Enough. Dustin Hoffman, I can take it. Supposedly, Steven Spielberg said after Hook that he would never work with Julie Roberts again because she was a bitch on wheels. I've heard that. I, I've read that. Not heard it. Who the hell talks to me? I've read that on a lot of different things. That uh-huh. she is very difficult to work with. That's one of the reasons why she wasn't in Ocean 13. Wow, really? Although she got along with a lot of people, she didn't get along with the staff and directors and all that. So ah, I was like, fuck okay. this. We'll get somebody. We got Catherine Zeta Jones. What the hell do we need her for? <laughs> so 
I just want to quickly canvas to see. Uh... Yeah, I agree. Yeah, old school G.I. Joe, not the gas move with Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum <sighs> is not an actor. No, he's I not. I can act better than Channing Tatum. You can always tell, you, you always tell when they can't act. Goodness, it's like everyone else acts around them, and then they have like the one line. You know, they have like five lines in the movie. I'll do it. It's like, all right. Kind of like, uh, like early Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, like, like the Conans. He doesn't say a whole lot. Everyone else kind of acts around him. Byers, all I'm saying is any action movie with the Wayans instantly fails. <laughs> it's like the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yes, the Dungeons and Dragons movie. It's like, movie. Oh, this you want to know the, the crazy thing? <laughs> um, have, did, did you ever see the sequel to that? There's a sequel. There's a sequel. No. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it was like a directed no. video. Now, here's the well, thing. Well, there's a reason. I mean, it wasn't. Directed dumpster. It wasn't horrible. But, you, okay, uh, you know really? when, you, when you watch something and you hit the info button and it gives you the, the name. A breakdown. Yeah, yeah. A breakdown. And it gives you the number of stars to let you know. And it, it, it got three stars. Which, in, with like four from stars. Who? Four stars is the, from, from, the, from the people who come up with the stars. The people who well, write the Well, they put movies. like half a star. There. <laughs> no one's going to watch it. I'll put three and hope the guy no one pays attention. <laughs> but I mean, usually, I mean, I've, I've I've never seen a movie with have just half a star. The lowest I've ever seen is one star. But I mean, like things like um, like the Lord of the Rings movies got like three and a half. Except for like uh, Return of the King, I think it only got four. Out of how many? But uh, out, of out of four. four. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, three out of four stars for yeah. a directive, and it's not that good of a movie. But I just, I just found that amazing. The Dungeons and Dragons, the the sequel, which is a crap, ended up getting three out of four stars. Like, really? Wow. Uh, did not know that. Uh, yeah, I was surprised that there was even a sequel in the first place. Actually, I'm glad you brought up the Wayans, because that's actually one of the questions. Uh, in Living Color or Saturday Night Live? Oh, Saturday Night Live. There's way more history behind it. and I mean, we could start in the early days with all the famous people that came out of it that were actually genuinely talented. Good, yes. As opposed to In Living Color, which starts with Jim Carrey, and it ends with Ends with Jim, Jim Carrey. Carey. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Jennifer Lopez came out of that, too. She was one of the fly girls. In Living Color or Mad TV? I'd have to go with In Living Color on that one. Yeah, because Mad TV was bad. Yeah, it's still just on, I think, bad. actually. No, is it? Uh, it's been going on for a long time. It's like Fra- Frank... Frank Caliendo. Caliendo. Yeah, he, he, tried that, he tried that stupid show Frank TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. That lasted failed. a season. I saw, and, we and saw him in person. I can't think of anyone else that's come His out of the stand-up was TV. solid. The problem is the exact same as it was the year previous when he came through. Oh. Oh, well. Oh, crap. Oh. I'm actually just reading the first class. They're debating X-Men the... I hated first class. X-Men first class? Yeah. They've screwed up X-Men so bad. Yeah, they did. It's... So like you bad. said, it's because they have to keep re-upping the franchise every couple of years or they lose the rights to it. So they right, just keep right. remaking crappy movies. But see, the problem is now they can't tie it into the... The originals. The, well, no, not only that, but the I think they call it the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like okay. all the movies that are tied together, like Iron Man and Thor and all that, how they're all tied together. They use the same okay. characters and all. They can't do that because they've already screwed the pooch with X-Men. They've killed off Xavier and a whole bunch of... And, Cyclops is dead and you know, all that kind of crazy shit. Unless you go with the new one that just came out and build off of that one. I guess, but that one is in the 1960s. Right. Again, you could jump. Uh, fucking Indiana Jones went from the 20s up <laughs> to the 60s. You can do it. Uh, you know, what the hell? Uh, old Battlestar Galactica or new? I made that one up on the fly. Because I have <sighs> other ones, but we're getting to that one. You know what? I, I really liked the new one. And, I mean, there was four seasons of it, so we were able to explore a lot more with the characters. And the, the old one, I, I like the old one for what it is. 
but there were just some strange things in it that you know they they, they go to the casino planets and they you know do all that kind of stuff. It's you you don't really get the sense of you know like they're really like on edge and on the run and like like right right off the bat I remember the first the first episode of of the the new series is the one where they've they've been up for like. Like twenty days straight, right? Because every half hour they come after. Every him. half hour they come after him. I mean that 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 typifies you know what Battlestar Galactica should be all about, rather than you know coiffed hair and crazy stuff like that. I mean, like obviously you have to take it with a grain of salt because you're talking about technology from the you know the early '80s and everything, as opposed to you know modern day stuff. So and you have to, it's almost like uh, the original series of. Uh, Star Wars, as opposed to the prequels. I mean, obviously the prequels sucked, but obviously they had the benefit of, of better technology in <coughs> making the movies. But I mean, even with all that said, I, I think new Battlestar Galactica was, was slightly better. Fine. Lauren Green or Edward James, Edward James Almost? Hmm. I'd have to go with Lauren Green only because, Damn right. only because I am a big Bonanza fan. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, really, Edward James Olmos, I, uh, Battlestar Galactica, and he was in that uh, that movie with the uh, the teacher that turns around the the class, gets him to which like, one? And all that. There's like thirty. It's like uh, what the stand? In, it's not stand and deliver. Is it stand and deliver? I have no. Idea. I don't know. But he's he, he's like a teacher. He's like a computer programmer, and he decides to teach high school. So he goes into like the worst high school in Los Angeles, and he finds these ragtag group of kids and. He gets them through the uh, AP calculus test. Gets them all okay. Yay. The Joker or Lex Luthor? I'd have to say Lex Luthor. I mean, he is really rich. I mean, who wouldn't want that, that lifestyle, you know? I'd have to say the Joker. Really? Yes. Now, when you say the Joker... I'm talking from the comics. Okay, from the comics? Okay. Fair I, I mean, if you're going to go as far, I would say... I Jack mean, Nicholson. obviously you're not going, you know... Uh, Adam West, Burt Ward. No, I, I ignore the camp. But okay. the the psychopath that was in the comics, uh-huh. the psychopath that Jack Nicholson played in the movies. I, I I like Heath Ledger, but that's not the Joker from the comics. So if that's, I were to pose a this or that as Jack Nicholson's Joker with Heath Ledger's Joker, I would I prefer Jack Nicholson's Joker. Really? Because yes. I preferred Heath Heath Ledger. Yeah, and that's fine. It, it's amazing how. Or how quickly people forget, you know, movies not that too long ago. Like, right. Well, it's I guess twenty some years. Sure, but I mean, yeah, Heath Ledger has something to go. Nineteen eighty nine came out. Right, Heath Ledger has something to go off of. Jack Nicholson did not. Well, he, he everything had the comics he, go off of. And that's my point. But as far as I mean, actually creating the character and acting, he had nothing to because he said I was not going to base it off of the sixties character because that was a joke. Oh yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. not what we were going for. So. Uh, everybody said the Joker too, so I guess the. Well, I mean that, that I can understand why, but I mean you know, Lex Luthor. But you have think about it. You have he's two... been president of the United States. Yep, I I know. Very tough call, but I had to go on with Ledger. It's a good thing Virus not here. I I don't know who Nocholson's Joker was, but <laughs> I like Nicholson's better. Um, but think about it. Two uh, legends, legends in Hollywood play two of the most defining villains of all time. Gene Hackman played Lex Luthor. And oh, okay. I was, I was like, he, like, he thought there wasn't a legend. No, <laughs> and Jack Nicholson played the Joker. Hell, I mean, Kevin Spacey played Lex Luthor and did a, a great job, I thought. I thought he did a good job, but good. I like Kevin Spacey in almost anything. I think he's a yeah, really good actor. Yeah, I do. One of my favorite actors. Uh, I guess in real life he's kind of a little nutty, but, you know, 
I guess maybe we kind of have to. Yeah, one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh-huh. The big issue is with Luthor, the scientist Luthor, the millionaire Luthor. Yeah. Well, it's all the same. That's that's what makes Lex Luthor so jo- great. Ledger's Joker won an Oscar. He won it because he, won it he, because died. he died. Let's call he, it what it is. Yeah, I mean, it was a great performance. I'm not taking anything away from it. Yeah. But he got the sympathy bill. I don't know that it... I... Again, I, I'm not a professional actor. Sure. I think I would not be very difficult to act like Heath Ledger's Joker did in the movies. I could see myself being able to pull it off pretty well. You could do the uh, pencil magic trick there? I think I could. I always get a kick out of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying nah. I would say I'm up for an Oscar, but yes. Uh, see, and I get reading all here and I get now you forget lost. the. Uh, are there any other I had two. That? I had two other ones. Two other but ones? Okay. The Joker and Lex Luthor I thought would... would have the most uh, chatter about them, and I was correct. Oh, uh, X-Men or the Avengers? Hmm. That is a tricky call. I would have to go with the Avengers because the, the X-Men kind of, I mean, it, I mean, the X-Men are the X-Men, but the, the Avengers, those are individual superheroes that can usually get the job done on their own. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when the shit really hits the fan, that's when they have to come together. Which is actually the whole idea of the Avengers in the first place, right? I mean, I, I would you, know, you think of think of these like you know Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, those guys. I think generally are a bit more powerful. Boy, I sound really nerdy right now saying this, but I think on their as opposed to being more, on a radio show on a Sunday night doing about video games and exactly. shit. Yeah, you're right. Totally right. different thing. As opposed to like Storm or, or like Wolverine or Cyclops or whatever. They they seem to be a, a bit. They, they seem to be like pussies. They, they seem to be like the big leagues as opposed to X Men, which are you know triple A, but, but they could probably play. You know, it's like Japanese baseball against the American leagues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're good, and one or two of them can come over here and play, but right. the rest can stay the hell over there. And then, of course, it, it depends on which X Men combination and which Avengers. I mean, there's been tons of combinations. In, in some combinations, Spider Man's part of the Avengers, and some combinations, he's not. Okay, the difference is you can't really. There's not some huge, you know, huge awesome guy you can pull into the X Men on occasion to help out, as opposed to Avengers who can pick up the Incredible Hulk or you know Spider Man right. whenever they need to. Big difference. <laughs> All right, last one. Okay, there was a kind of a comic book kick this week because I was talking to a couple of people about the new Batman movie uh-huh. and who the villains are in that one. Right. So I am so looking forward to that, and you know why? Because of Anne Hathaway. Hell yeah, that's I'm right. All about right Skin there with tight you. leather. Heck yeah! Well, Line I, me up. I don't know that she's actually going to depict Catwoman the same way. Well, not as Michelle Pfeiffer, but obviously, you know, a Catwoman by nature is like a cat burglar, so she's going to have to wear something slinky. I did like Michelle Pfeiffer. That what the hell ever happened to her, anyways? She got old. Yeah, she didn't do anything that much afterwards. To be honest, when she Michelle was still Pfeiffer? young, I don't. What did she do? She I did that know. one movie where she had a bunch of ghetto kids in some kind of school where she's a marine, right? Okay, and I remember Catwoman, that and that was it. So. And then Halle Berry was Catwoman, and everybody and nobody that. cared. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's Halle Berry. She's you know showing her midriff. Oh wait, or I can go watch that you know fish movie where she like bears it all. A fish movie with uh... a fish movie. God, a fish movie. I, I can't the hell remember what it is. Something with uh, fish in it, and it's got that stupid. Uh, Actor from uh, Battlefield with John... Uh, John Travolta? Thank you. Yes. And they paid her a million bucks to show her boobs. 
I, I'm drawing like a, a million dollar tits, and that was it. I'm literally it's Dangerous Minds. Oh, Dangerous Minds? I've never seen it. So. No, it's, oh, God. What the, no, no, why can't I remember Minds this name? The one with, uh, she's Michelle the, Pfeiffer. Yeah, she's the, she's the Marine, she's and the she's Marine. a teacher. But the one with John Travolta about God, fish. It's, it's got fish in the title. I could have it did. I literally Swordfish, thank you. Yes. That oh, one. no, sword, Swordfish was Halle Berry, not Michelle Pfeiffer. I, that's what I said, Halle Berry. I thought you were saying Michelle Pfeiffer. No, I'm sorry. Halle Berry got paid a million dollars to show her tits. Okay, and, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, now we're on. I've seen that movie. Okay, okay, sorry. Monsters Ball. Never saw it. Don't That's care. That's Halle Berry. Don't care. I, I, I don't give two shits for Halle Berry because she doesn't even acknowledge where she's from. And where is she from, Highlander? Uh, she's actually, I think, from Aurora, Ohio, technically. But like the Cleveland. Sha- I think she's from Shaker Heights. Was it Shaker Heights? I thought it was Aurora. Freaking Cleveland, Ohio. Close you on. wouldn't know it because she don't tell anybody. All right, the last one, like I said, I was been on this 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 comic book kick, but it was uh, uh, Justice League of America uh-huh. or um, the X Men. Oh, that's easy. The the, the Justice League. No. Are you kidding? DC heroes generally are much more larger than life than Marvel. When you think of like Superman and like Batman, mm-hmm. you know all those kind of you know one woman, Green Lantern, yeah, yeah. even the Green Lantern, you know, two or three, as opposed to you know Wolverine and you know, which are fine. But, I mean, Wolverine versus Superman, it's, it's not even going to be a competition. Not, <laughs> exactly. It That's would last about two seconds, and that would be the end of that. <laughs> so there was a this or that. I actually put it together a little bit. So, Monsters Ball, she's in a very realistic sex scene, bare-chested and all. I wouldn't know. I, I think she won a Academy Award for that, isn't it? Monsters Bedford Ball? is where she's from. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. The point is she's still from here. She never acknowledges it, never comes back here. Fuck her. How many famous people have come from Cleveland? Bob Hope. Yeah, well, relevant people that people will know. No one's going to know Bob. Bob. Hope. No one's going to know who Bob Hope is. Fine. Bob Hope, Halle Berry, uh, Drew Carey, Drew Carey, Drew Carey, Michael Stanley, <laughs> Drew Carey. Uh, I'm sure there's a there's a list online. There, is, I think Spielberg's from here, isn't it? David Weber's from here, although that's a writer. Uh, the guy who does Calvin and Hobbes. The guy who does Calvin I, and Hobbes. I, the name. I know what you're me. talking about. I can't think of it. It's not Bob Larson, is it? <sighs> Actually, I think it might be. That might be. Actually, I think he's he's still living in Cuyahoga Falls. He is retired. So now we're we're going to uh, now we're going to find to out to the that. cloud. Is that like the new name for the internet? Um, I don't know. Although I do use the cloud for. Uh, the quickening and uh, forbidden knowledge and all that good stuff. Which is, where heard. is the cloud? Where is the cloud? Exactly, it's everywhere. It's called the internet. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I would That's probably just do Cleveland, and then there's probably on, on the Cleveland page there's probably a list of people from Cleveland. Why are we looking up Steven Spielberg? I thought, yeah, he's from Cincinnati. Okay, I thought it's oh, from Cincinnati. Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. All right. My bad. Fuck you, Spielberg. Why do you hate Steven Spielberg? Oh, you've got to be kidding. Really? This is the most liberal, left-wing, anti-military, anti-government asshole you're ever going to meet. That's why I like him so much? Oh, so you hate the military. All right, you heard it here first. I don't first. hate the military. He hates soldiers. They're all baby so, killers. So, you heard it, it here. so if I like Steven Spielberg's movies, I therefore hate the military? Yes, and their children. Wow. And their spouses. And their children. Yes. I did not know that. I didn't get the memo. So to all of you who thought E.T. was great, I did not. Fuck yeah. you. Then he goes and retcons. Oh, I'm going to take the guns out and put my you know, walkie-talkies in their hands. Dear God. Because <laughs> when I look at it, right, like, oh, it I can't believe these people chasing people an alien Cleveland. who's invading. There it is. All right. 
List of people from Cleveland. Oh, okay, so that's what we needed to go to. Stephen Adler, Corey Allen, Ray Anthony, Albert Ayler, Avant. Who's Avant? Jim Backus, Vanessa Bayer, Rodney Bailey, Kay Ballard. Still looking for someone I can Halle Berry. Halle Berry the first one. David Binney, Busy Bone. From Bone Thugs and Harmony. I'm sure it's what Lynn he's Borden. I know that group is from Earl here. Boykins. Oh, boy. Yeah. Jim Brackman, Charles Brush. A high Buller was a former NHL All-Star hockey player. Okay. Celebrizzi, or Calabrese. Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Two, I know. Mary Carey. Eric Carmen, One of Carr, Drew Carter, Ray Cash, Chris Chambers, Tracy Chapman, I know. Okay, I know who Tracy Chapman is. Uh, Chip the Ripper. Uh, Tim Conway, I know. Tim Conway, I know. Uh, Wes Craven. Wes Craven, I did I not know he's from Cleveland. How about that? Oh, shit. See, there you go. Harvey Cushing, Kathleen Cruz, Daniels. I know who he is. I don't know who that is. That's, it looks familiar, though. Dorothy Dandridge. I only know who she is because Halle Berry played her in that movie. Charles and Larry Dolan, the Dolan Bush one, uh, everything. Phil Donahue. Oh, I didn't a, know that. There's okay. a calling card right there. Uh, Michael, Mike Douglas. Mike Douglas, I know, I know who that is. <laughs> not Michael Douglas. Harlan Ellison is from Cleveland. Yes. How about that? Bob Feller is not from Cleveland. Is from Iowa. Flesh and Bone. <laughs> Miriam <laughs> Flynn, Quentin Flynn, Alan Freed, Benny Friedman. Ted Ginn Jr. That's right. He's from... Uh, uh, Terry Garr. I know who that is. Lillian Gish. Wow, that's an old... Bob one. Michael. I work with... Uh, I think it's Bob, uh, Bob Golick's kid. Uh, I work with him. Oh, interesting. Huge dude, too. Elvis Gerback. Yeah, he's from here. Man, Dug that grave up. Tom Griswold. Actually, I think, is he still in the, uh, the uh, NFL? Nah, there's no way. Hamilton, Marcus Hanna. Arsenio Hall. Marcus Hanna, I think, is one of part of Hanna-Barbera, isn't he? And uh, I know he was an American uh, industrialist. No. <laughs> All right, my bad. Whoops, Steve Harvey, I know who that is. Screaming Jay Hawkins. Don't know. Don't know who that is. Anne Heche? Really? Wow. She's from here? You from, are a, from Aurora. Aurora. You are a goddess, my dear. How about that? Only she, now that was someone I could invite. That's crazy. Mm. She is crazy. But I don't know why she would have anything to do with sci-fi. But yeah, ah, she is, I'd figure it out. She is a, a fine piece of material. Uh, Hal Holbrook, Bob Hope, Terrence Howard. I know who that is. Desmond Howard, eh. Philip Johnson, Joe Jervish, Joe Jervish. Really going to put right. that on our side there. Don Carol, King, Carol Kane. I know who that is. Clark yeah, Don. Kellogg. Yeah, I knew Don King was. From I think uh, Indian, Indiana Pacers. Yeah, I know. Dennis Kucinich. Dennis Kucinich. Uh, he actually uh, represents half of the city I'm in. Only half of it because your district the way it's uh, Yeah, our district is split in the middle. So he represents your brother, but not me. Okay. Lazy Bone. <laughs> the Love Twins. The Love. Who's the Love? Who twins? the hell is? They well, porn stars? Yeah. American pornographic actresses and identical twins. They started their career in pornography by doing live chats over the internet while at college. Cleveland, Ohio, ladies and gentlemen, a pair of porn stars. You heard it here first. Jim Lovell, Chris Lanza, The Miz. The, oh, that's right, yeah. The, that's where the, the only yes, championship the we Miz got is Cleveland. from Cleveland. I totally <laughs> forgot. He's from Cleveland, and he's actually brought it up before. So, Oh, yeah, he's a big, he's a big uh, Henry uh, sports Mancini, fan. Henry Mancini, famous composer. Burgess Meredith was from here? Really? Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Burgess he's Meredith. a rocking machine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, who is uh, Tony Morrison? Uh, oh, Paul Newman. Holy crap! That's Let's see, Terrence O'Donnell, Terrence O'Donnell. Charles Oakley, Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens from here. I know yeah, that. Yeah, we knew that. Robert Patrick, Gary Patterson, uh, Harvey Pekar, Terry Pluto's. 
Terry Pluto? Ter- really? Terry Pluto is not famous. Come on. No one knows who he is. Monica Potter, she's hot. Trent Alan Reznor? Ruck? Really? Yeah, it's a Trent. Yeah, no, Alan Ruck. Oh, okay, that guy. Okay. Uh, and he was at the 2006 Dallas Comic Con. That's his picture. What okay. the hell was he in that he would be at Comic Con? I have no idea, unless it's a Ferris Bueller's Day Off throwback. I, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Trent Reznor. Look right up there. Yeah. It's the third one in R. Perry Saturn was from here? Perry Saturn. There's no picture of him, but yeah, he's a wrestler. No shit. Did not How about that? Th- Molly Shannon. Joe Schuster. Don Shula. Yeah. Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, the creators of Superman. Daily Planet is down the street from me. Yes, the at t George Steinbrenner, Tris yeah, Speaker, true. Troy Smith. Tris Vernon, Speaker, only... Vernon Stouffer, is that the Stouffer's guy? Or is yes. I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, Stouffer's up here. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, that's him. Uh, Michael Simon, I don't know who that is. Uh, George Voinovich. No one's going to care. Yeah, no one's going to care about that one. Joe Walsh. Carl Walsh apparently was a... Wishbone. Deborah Winger. Deborah Winger. Wow. I did not who know knew? Who knew? Cy Young. I know Cy Young is yeah. from. Well, he's not really from and Cleveland. Groups. Uh, Bone Dutch and Harmony, Head, Mushroom Head. The OJs. I don't know who that is. Nine Inch Nails. That's right. Trent Reznor's from here. Yes. He got, I think he actually got founded in Pittsburgh, believe it or not. But it doesn't matter. We're claiming because he's famous. <laughs> so there you go. Now we've wasted an extra 15 minutes of just uh, famous people from Cleveland that most of these guys have never heard of. Chip the Ripper is a rapper. Okay. Why wouldn't he be Chip the Rapper? And why would a four foot eleven white girl know that? That's my question. <laughs> is it four foot nine? I don't remember how small she is. She's pretty small. Uh there you go. So time for the quickening. Uh, okay. <laughs> Fo- On that note. <laughs> now that we all know who's from Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, do we want to go to any other articles? Anything else really jump out of this? We only did like four. Uh, I don't care about that. Mel Monroe, DC since Clark Kent, divorce court. Really? Whatever. He's not an American anymore, anyways. Um, the fuck do I care? Don't care about that. Uh, you can get Skype on Xbox 360. There, that uh, that article's over. Uh, that already <laughs> yeah. knew. Uh, they released the they released the source code for Connect. Uh, Why we need a sensationalized bloody video game about the Mexican drug war? Yeah. Got it. That's it. What do you think of that Operation Fast and Furious, huh? Operation Fast and Furious? You didn't hear about this. No, I did not hear about this. The Obama administration ordered the ATF. Is this the Libya thing? No, this is the Mexico thing. We've been sending, we've been allowing Mexican drug lords to send their people across the border to buy military-grade weapons from stores and deliberately not tracking them, taking them back to Mexico under the thought that when they commit crimes and murders, when they inevitably will leave the guns behind, we'll be able to find them, track them, and then try to build some kind of uh, network to then hunt down the drug cartels and have proof for, you know, to actually prosecute So trying them. to catch them by giving them the weapons yes. and tracing them through that way? The problem is that these are the same weapons they've been using to commit all the tens of thousands of murders, mm-hmm. including our border agent they killed. Yeah, that was using an AK-47 they bought here in the States. And the border agents kept on screaming and saying, no, this has been all over Capitol Hill the last week and a half. No, no. Oh, they tried covering it up because they realized, well, wait, we're not really catching anybody. And the people we are catching are low-time criminals. They're just gunmen. They don't know anything. Uh-huh. They don't know squat. Uh-huh. So they're, you know, all these murders are happening. Mexico's pissed. Now, now everybody knows this is like a rent contra without the hostages. We're just giving people guns. Yeah, wow. No, I did not know anything. So about the border that. agents, I guess one of them finally blew the whistle because they were told to keep your mouth shut about this or you're going to lose your job. And they said, well, wait a minute. We're just letting these guys walk out. We're not arresting anybody. And they're, you know, killing people and getting away. We're not doing anything about it. Shut up. Keep your mouth shut. 
it's either going to work or it's not, and you're not going to send anything anyways. So they blew the whistle, said, we're sending, apparently we sent about 2,000 uh, military-grade Armalites, AK-47s, anything you can buy of military-grade in a shop or at some kind of, like, uh, those gun shows that come through the town. Okay. Two illegals, or people are just taking them back across the border, and we deliberately let them go. Uh-huh. So now it's all blowing up. Because now the cartels are armed and they're using the guns we let them have, and we've got nothing to show for it. Oh, thank you, R.E.R. The mean the one that won't be investigated by the administration. They're also trying to make a case for shooting, shutting down gun sales. That's the other thing too. Is now they're going to use this to parlay, saying, "Well, see, if we didn't sell guns at all, they couldn't have bought them." Whoops. Now, Issa has the bit in his teeth, though. Here come the subpoenas. Yeah, I guess they've been dragging people up before, you know, the House subcommittees and all that, because you've, you know, got to be shown on TV, wagging your finger at people saying, you shouldn't do that. So, right. Sorry, four those, foot those ten. Like, it matters. Mailbag. I, um, I didn't really have anything in the mailbag. I was a little disappointed, actually. Uh, let me real quick just make sure to see if anything came in during the show. And then we'll hit the quickening up. Cool. So... Yeah, on first glance, I didn't really see anything on there. I know Zenith sent some articles in it, but that was That's the extent really of it. Yeah. Actually, no, I got... Oh, okay. I guess we got to do a mailbag. So we <laughs> got some shit during the show. My bad. The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? All right, this was from XD. You sent in a bunch. Hey, Emperor, put the cook that cook your wings on the purge list. That's not actually not a bad idea. I should put Buffalo Wild Wings, and I'm sorry, not Buffalo, uh, Harry Buffalo and their stupid little cook on my purge list. There we go. Dear Emp, this is from Digit. After the recent Dina catastrophe, it's brought back some topic I've discussed a bit. How much do you think gender roles affect the game experience for both for female characters and female players? Are That's a loaded that question. <laughs> What's that? Are you going to tell your story? Which one? The, the one I, where the one where you pretended to be a girl and you got no. you got shut up crap out the wazoo. It, everyone was handing it, you stuff. Fuck you! It worked, didn't it? I was I trying did, to prove a point. It didn't work. The best had it coming. Yeah, it was a bit different. Do you think I wasn't trying to seduce anybody and have them drive to New York? I didn't say you did. <laughs> do you think that a new game like Alice Return to Madness will inherently do worse simply because the main character is female? Well, I don't know. Did no. you get a boost because Samus was a female? Yeah, I yeah. Do you think designers should really design games for one gender or the other, or should the main focus be designed both games for uh, both can enjoy? Well, look at the controversies that came out of Dragon Age Origins because you could pick and choose who your love interest was, right. man or, or, you know, or woman, or how you lost points because you didn't go gay in some instances. Anyways, lots of big questions there that might take too long to answer for a simple email segment, especially since I know I've probably, been, I know I've probably written a small novel on the subject. Sorry, Digit. No, my dear, you actually bring up some very good point. And, and this is kind of the situation with women, and I feel bad in a way. You know, when you've got women who I actually know are women like Digit, like Smurfette, and a couple other ones here that listen, that are female gamers. It sucks to be a female and be online. Let's be honest. You either got some douchebag who's going to treat you like shit because he doesn't think he can play. And to be fair, in a lot of cases, you can't. B, they're going to be all over you like shit on fly, or flies on shit because they're trying to, I don't know try to live out some kind of romantic fantasy online that they've actually got some woman who's willing to talk to them or they too much of a pussy to draw, you know, to try and talk to them or approach them in real life. And that's really the biggest thing is because if you're a female gamer, you are automatically a target automatically because there's the stereotype is out there. And, and 
in years past, I think it was a legitimate one that women don't play games. True. All the ugly women play games or don't play games. You know, they play games. Look, I got news for you. There's a lot of hot women out there that play games. Especially now we got the phone games and the Facebooks of the world and the Farmvilles. Yeah. Although, the, um, in going with that, the one thing that, like, whenever I watch uh, G4 and they have all those women out there, there's really only one, I think Morgan Webb, who legitimately I could, I could say knows what she's talking about because she has a, a computer background and she's, she's hot. Mm-hmm. But all the other ones are, are there on all those shows just because they're hot. Right. Like they booth don't, babes. They That's don't, yeah. They they're, they're like booth babes. They're there just to draw in the audience because they wear tight, skimpy clothes. And they really don't know anything about gaming, but they can read the teleprompter, so it sounds like they do. And you wouldn't believe for a second if they told you, oh, yeah, no, I play Halo all the time. No, no you don't. don't. No, they, they don't Spell play it. They don't play any of that. Bullshit. What does Halo mean outside of the game? Oh, exactly. Like, you know, Attack of the Show or, uh, you know, any of those other kind of things. I so, just, they're just a pet peeve of mine. Like, when I see them, obviously they're hot, and it's like I can appreciate their hotness. But at the same time, if, if you're going to try and, you know, have like a show where you're talking about various things, it, it would be nice if you had someone on there that kind of knew what they were talking about rather than look at me, you know, you can bounce a quarter off my ass. None left. Highlander, we'll hear that story soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry we're overrunning into the Game of Thrones finale because you didn't read the books. So you don't know how it ends, right? Olivia Munn, no knowledge at all. Oh, again. Except, yeah, except she's not on there anymore. She left. But, uh, yeah, the, the when, point's when, still when she was on there, yeah, she wasn't there because of her knowledge of, you know, games or electronics or, you know, insert geeky, cool, whatever you want to call it here. She was there because she was hot. That was so, it. That's, I, mean, I prefer uh, female gamers, uh, gamers in my clan only because most of us that play are a little older. Right. And we don't care. We have women in our lives. Or, you know, we've gotten to the point where we just we don't need women in our lives. We don't care. Right. Can you stand in the, Can you stay out of the fire? Can you, you know, DPS when you're supposed to? Uh, can you give me a supporting fire when I'm trying to take this base? Can you capture the fucking flag? That's all we care about. I don't care if you got a schlong or you don't. Just play. Martin says, I prefer a hotter dimwit than her replacement. Yeah, I can't think of who it is now. I mean, I can see her in my mind. I don't care. I don't know what her name is. And the point, that's the point. It doesn't matter. She's just, you know, you can interchange them like, like Legos. Just take out this hot chick and put this hot chick there. It doesn't X- matter. XD wrote in uh, again, if you have KKPSP radio on your PlayStation Portable, you can listen to VTW, which I am listening to right now. By the way, when your show came on, my GameCube froze. As well it should because GameCube sucks. <laughs> yeah. You sure it was the show? Uh, Trust me, we did you a favor. Yeah. All right. Dear Emperor. DreamHack Summer is happening this weekend. So far, it's been pretty cool. The Bloodline Champions Tournament is going amazing. But there's one thing going on that is really grinding my gears. This No, this is from last week, isn't it? No, it's from today. No, it's from today. League of Legends, the casual, friendly Defense of the Ancients clone, was not sponsored uh, to appear at DreamHack. Still, their developer, Riot Games, put their own money into a major tournament with an insane $100,000 prize pool. Jeez. This is in itself really gripes me because this means that Riot sees top-level uh, League of Legends play as nothing but a commercial opportunity. No shit! Well, what, do you, what the hell do you think it is? I'm sorry, Onan. Okay, okay. You're a good guy, but I mean... Der- okay, okay. Let's, let's, let's look at this. From, why, do, why do companies make video games? Why do movies, why, why do movie studios make movies? Why do comic book companies make comics? Why do, uh, why why do anime companies make anime? Is it for you and your enjoyment? 
No, it's why to make money. Have tournaments? To make why money, have, dumbass. Right. Why there are Texas Hold'em tournaments? Why are there softball tournaments, baseball tournaments, a cornhole tournaments? Hey, to make money. Yes. Continuing. You don't just uh, you just don't put such a huge amount of money into a tournament if you don't earn money doing it. On the other hand, I guess you could say that it makes a statement to sponsors. Quote: We can make money off of it, and so can you. It's exactly Good. what you're doing. That's what you're. That's it's, all. Point. Yes, you're getting. Look, of course it's a PR move. Yeah. Of course you're just doing it to get attention. That's exact. Look, if uh, props to Riot Games, I would do the same thing. You if roll I in somebody money, else's absolutely. tournament. You roll up. I mean, it's it's the equivalent of you know just unbutting your pants, just laying it on the table, saying, "Look, here's a hundred grand, bitch. Who's gonna play in my tournament? Why are you gonna play in some shitty other tournament for a hundred grand? I would play. I haven't even played the game." <laughs> What annoys me the most about the way Riot is handling the tournament is that they actually embedded the Justin.tv stream into their game client. Brilliant! So now everybody can watch the tournament that's being played for hundred grand. Phenomenal! Now I don't have to get some grainy piece of shit that a 10-year-old is trying to hack and show uh, some kind of StarCraft tournament out that's not supposed to be broadcast. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. Every player in the world involuntarily supports this stream, indirectly supporting Riot's actions and League of Legends status in esports, which, in my opinion, is already laughable seeing that it's the most shallow esports I've ever seen. No, 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 no. They're not indirectly supporting it. They don't have to play. Yes. They can say, absolutely not. I will not advertise for this company by allowing my games to be broadcast online. And they can take it and walk. They don't have to play. And also just makes Riot that money through advertisements. I heard the stream got around 150,000 viewers at once, whereas any previous League of Legends streams would top at 40,000 at most. And this is a bad thing. The fact that a game (laughs) that is obviously not catered to esports can just throw money at the problem and think up some clever scams and achieve more success than even StarCraft II isn't just disgusting, it's worrying. (laughs) Your thoughts. Onan. Our thoughts. My buddy, if you're not on the purge list now, you are cruising for it. Idiot, idiot, idiot. Wow. Wow. I'm sorry. Why would you possibly want to triple the amount of people that are interested in the game? Martyrdom says it broke 200,000. Look, this is like, you know, rolling with some hot guy. You're going to get the bleed off chicks. It's the same way. The other crappy tournaments are probably going to see 60,000, 70,000 viewers now as opposed to 40,000. Yeah, exactly. It it bleeds to everyone. It's outdrawing StarCraft II for a reason. Tell Blizzard to get off their ass, throw $100,000 on the table, and watch everybody and their mother play. And then everybody in the mother watch. Look, manly stuff's like heck for a hundred thousand. I'd play exactly, Who exactly. That they're, yes. they're, they're, they're going to sell a shit ton of games. I mean, I don't. League of Legends, I think, is free to play. They're is, doing is it for it the free? Adver- yeah, they're doing it for the advertising. Oh my gosh, well that's even crazy. phenomenal. Wow, well good for them. Xanath right, uh, says he sends over a few uh, articles. Unfortunately, to get to him, my appreciation to that. Um... XD sent an article about 15 natural disasters that could kill us. I could think of I several. Think of, here's a link about an iMac catching fire. Okay. I actually read that one. Uh, these are the articles that we're using today from None Left. And then the PayPal that I use to re-up our website and server for the next year. Gotcha. So there you have it. There's the mailbag. I, I'm sorry. Okay. Now, yeah, you're, I, whoa, that's way off. Way off the way mark. Way off the mark. I applaud Riot Games for their ingenuity. Yes. Let's see. Yeah, no, this is Elite Legends is free but makes money off online transactions. Fine. You know what? So is freaking uh, uh, Gunbound. Yeah. So a lot of games like that. 
Yeah. Any, anything that makes esports that much more popular, right? Do it. Martyrdom. Why is he bitching? I don't care what fucking game they're playing. If any game watching a live stream breaks two hundred thousand viewers, it's a fucking positive for esports. Exactly. Look, there's more people that are watching uh, Oprah's new network. Two hundred thousand. That's like double. That's more people that are watching primetime than MSNBC, and that's a fact. That's an embarrassment. Yeah. To a lot of things, I I'm a girl with Highlander in this one. Anything that promotes esports that much is to be embraced. All right, having said that, time for the quickening. All right. Here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe. Greetings, Highlander. You call? have the manners of a goat. I always love that. So obviously, since I knew this was the uh, 50th anniversary show, <laughs> or whatever, whatever the hell it whatever was, it is, yeah. whatever it was, I knew it. Um, if you recall, a while ago, I think it's been a couple months, I could be wrong, uh, None Left was kind enough to put up onto YouTube and also to uh, play for us. Uh, my very first quickening, which I did way back at WoW Radio. Uh, when was that? That I did the first quickening. Two thousand nine. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So what I decided to do for this very special occasion, I went back, listened to it. Uh, I encourage you to listen to it too. It's on YouTube. Uh, if none left wants to provide a link or something like that, you could uh, do so now in IRC. I went back. I listened, and I got all the. Uh, all the questions that were sent to me for that very first quickening. And I've decided to re-answer them to see if perhaps I've gotten better at answering quickening questions than I did the very first time. So I will say that a couple of the questions I ran out of time, so I only had to come up with like one or two sentence answers. So overall, maybe it might be the same or worse or better. But uh, I invite you to listen along. And decide for yourself if this quickening is better than the original quickening. So here we go. Special quickening. Here we are. Question. When my girlfriend and I were a couple, she sent me pictures of her naked. Now that we've split up, what do you think I should do with them? Well, it doesn't really matter because obviously your ex-girlfriend is an attention whore who all sends naked pictures of themselves. You'd probably be playing her Hannibal Lecter-like mind game by posting those naked pictures everywhere because that's really what all attention whores want. If you don't post those pictures, she'll just come up with some other pathetic excuse for attention, like talking about the time she was almost raped. OMG. Uh, and I'll tell you the story. It'll go something like this. So anyway, this guy one time came up to me at the bus stop. He and I talked for a while, and he gave me his phone number, and I called him a few times, and we would have long chats. Over the next few months, we became real close friends. He was totally cute, but... I wasn't sure if I should make a move and destroy such a strong friendship. One day this year, after we had dinner at his house, we were both on the couch watching television, and he turned the volume down, and he told me he thought it was sexy, so I started making out with him. We both took off each other's clothes and everything, but then he took out his, his thing, and I screamed, That's disgusting, pervert! And I ran out crying. Then I went to the police station, and I told him I was raped. I gave him his name and phone number, and now he's in prison for non-consexual sodomy. All right. Question, how can I have a fairy come live in my garden? Short answer is you don't. Here's the longer one. You need to be careful when you're on a fairy because there's always a chance you'll catch the gay. 
And holy shit, you do not want to catch the gay. You might as well take a gun and murder your parents, because if your parents find out you've got the gay, they're going to kill themselves. By the way, the gay is totally different from being a lesbian, because a lesbian is a woman who seeks male attention by feigning interest in the pussy. <laughs> anyway, how do you know if you've caught the gay? There's several ways to tell. Uh, are you always first on the dance floor and you're not doing it to get the pussy? Are you trying to take back the word fudge packer? <laughs> are you Clay Aiken? If you answered yes to any of these, I'd suggest investing in tight pink shirts, glitter, and Justin Bieber CDs. Question, is Jigglypuff asexual? If not, where do the males hide their junk? I don't think Jigglypuff is asexual. Let's look at the facts. Jigglypuff demands constant attention all the time. Every time he tries to perform on stage, he throws a hissy fit when people try not to listen. Not to mention he gets pissed off when people fall asleep during its performance. So my guess is Jigglypuff is an anal astronaut, a chubby chaser, a ring pirate. Jigglypuff gobbles the cock. No doubt in my mind. And who do you ask does Jigglypuff play a rectal ranger for? Plays it for Kirby. That's right, Nintendo's Kirby. Don't believe me? According to Wikipedia, Kirby's body is soft and flexible, is 8 inches tall, and he hails from the planet Popstar. Recapping that, soft and flexible, 8 inches, Popstar. Obviously, then, we'll never know just why Jigglypuff wants to play Donut Punching Ass Pirate with Kirby. <laughs> but rest assured, the offspring what? would look something like Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> okay, you did not think that up. Where did you, where did you hear that? Which one? Donut Punching Ass Pirate? Yes. Uh, there's a list of uh, homosexual epitaphs. You can, there's a whole like long list of all of them. <laughs> And I was like, I like that one, that one, and oh, Donut Puncher for the win. Yes, I'll use it. Question, how do I know, how do I know this is real? How do you know this is real? Well, let's do a little test then, shall we? Let's see how close to the target I hit. You, oh listener of the Emperor's Court, are a worthless waste of oxygen, which is why at this precise point in the space-time continuum, you think you should be doing something more productive, but for some reason, read that as fat and lazy, you aren't. You think your taste in music matters. You think you're the first one to hear that one Weird Al Yankovic song. Trust me, you're not. You've seen every episode of Star Wars multiple times. You think playing video games makes you alternative. You spontaneously quote Family Guy, The Hangover, and Monty Python. You installed Linux on a partition because you think in some retarded way it makes you vaguely countercultural. Pretty much every human being you attended or currently attend high school with remembers or will remember you only as, quote, that fat kid. You went to a second-tier state college and joined the role-playing club on the first day of orientation. You watch anime but insist to everyone you're not a fanboy. You quote memes at parties and then laugh alone awkwardly. You own at least one costume based on a television series or movie, which, of course, you wear, ironically, to conventions. You drive a 1994 Honda Civic with crumbs on the floor, a roof that's beginning to sag in that one corner, and an eye-roll natural 20s bumper sticker. You've pretty much been a giant closet faggot ever since that one time in Bible camp. You write long posts in the casual encounters section of Craigslist, but you never get responses. Yep, I lost my spot. You think people shouldn't judge you based on your meager accomplishments because you, quote, could have done better if you tried. You collect various amounts of plastic crap that half the time you don't take out of the box. You could fuck up a wet dream. 
You hover around the edges of your social group, grasping at straws of approval. You get all your thoughts, opinions, and arguments from this show. You never actually get invited anywhere. You just tag along. You're not fooling anyone. Your mom is your prom date, and even she won't kiss you goodnight. You like to think you have a, quote, competitive personality because you play on Xbox Live. You like to tell yourself you only date nerds and fatties because they understand you. But then you masturbate to nines and tens who wouldn't even waste their breath to tell you to fuck off even if you had the guts to go to one of them themselves. You wear t-shirts with cynical, sarcastic slogans that deride humanity to give a false pretense that it's you who hates the world and not the other way around. You sit at your desk at work or in your bedroom daydreaming about which X-Men power you want while your peers are rebuilding the entire world in their image. You fail it, where it equals absolutely fucking everything. All right, then. That pretty much covers everything, dude. I think it does. (laughs) I think it does. Question, could you explain the theory which states why most people who have opinions on the Internet would rather fight to the death than admit they're wrong, despite how intensely wrong they are? Uh, 50 plus words, please, and please cite your sources. And if you're willing to do something that takes actual brain power, is x squared plus 2 over x to the third minus 7 a rational function? If it is, explained why. I'd be happy to explain the theory. It's called many things, and I'm not the first one to come up with it. But I refer to it as the Internet is serious business. Because it is, my friends, it is. It's the collective realization of millions of antisocial losers who suddenly realize that they can communicate with one another about their banal, soul-sucking existence, and of course being the fat, pimply, overweight losers that they are, if someone doesn't agree with them, well then, holy shit, it's time to call the ambulance. Because when you have nothing else to do in your life other than sit on your ass for 18 hours a day playing World of Warcraft, every disagreement, every slight, and every misunderstanding suddenly becomes serious fucking business. And of course, when you build an entire culture around this principle, the internet culture, emotions and situations are going to go foobar on a fairly consistent basis. Question, why do we call things that aren't normal odd, but things that are normal aren't called even? Oddly enough, I couldn't think of a normal answer to that question. Question, what color socks are you wearing? The same kind your dad wears when he heaves his fat, bloated carcass on top of your whore mother. I'll just leave you to that visual. (laughs) Okay, this is so random. (laughs) Question, is a chicken a good pillow? Does it taste good? That's the dumbest question ever. Why don't you go choke your chicken into your pillow and then tell me if it tastes good? (laughs) Question, what's the weirdest fetish you've ever come across while surfing the internet, and have you gained any of them? Well, here we go. We'll go ahead and click that uh, link right there. We're going to go to crack.com, where they have gone ahead... And shown the illustrated look of the world's 25 strangest fetishes. Turns out crack writers don't spend all their time huddled in a dungeon googling dick joke fodder. In fact, some of them have secondary talents, far less important to the world than their contributions to our humble dick jokepedia, but worthy of recognition nonetheless. When Dustin Glick isn't bringing you the 25 worst rapper names of all time, he's self-publishing comics over at DustinLand.com. One of those comics caught our eye and captured our hearts, mostly because we're perverts. So it's a illustrated thing to the 25 worst fetishes of all time. So I'll just start reading them off for you. There's spectrophilia, which is an attraction to ghosts. There's trichophilia, the arousal from hair. Vorerophilia, arousal from eating or being eaten by another person. Teratophilia, attraction to deformed people. 
abasiophilia, love of people with leg braces. <laughs> what? Uh, this is going to be a tough one to pronounce. Thaluricolagiolania. That's arousal from pain experienced to the male genitalia. So in other words, if you kick a guy in the nuts, that turns him on. Plushophilia, attraction to stuffed animals or people in animal costumes. Retophism, arousal from shoes. Microphilia, attraction to smaller people. Aquaphilia, attraction from water. Macrophilia, attraction to large people. Apodometophilia, sexual arousal from having a limb amputated. Necrozoophilia, attraction to dead animals. Emetophilia, attraction to vomit. Somnophilia, arousal from sleeping or unconscious people. Fraudatourism, arousal from rubbing against a non-consenting person. Cetophilia, arousal from food. Corporophilia, attraction to feces. Eprocophilia, attraction to farts. Uh, Hyperestopophilia, attraction to people who have committed crimes. Acrotomophilia, love of amputees. Uh, Mysteophilia, attraction to pregnant women. Uh, Homeovocistism, attraction to the clothing of one's own gender. Uh, Dacrophilium, that's sexual attraction to making one cry. And finally, nasophilia, attraction to noses. So there you go, just a few really, really strange fetishes. And finally, the final question of the, of the uh, retro, whatever you want to call it, quickening. How are babies made? What about fat babies? What if the stork drops them? Oh, Christ. Now, wait a minute. Now, hang on. Uh-huh. Now, for those who don't remember, this was the first one that got us in deep shit with everybody. Yes. If I remember correctly, I mentioned that uh, babies came from Walmart. Yes. Put together in Kuala Lumpur, and people could buy... White babies, red babies, yellow babies, but they couldn't buy black babies because who would want a yes. black baby? I'm glad you reset the whole thing. Oh, yeah. That I was forced to edit at the time. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Babies, or noobs at life, are made because daddy only wanted a blowjob, but mommy tricked him into a whole lot more. They're formed on pure accident and come from vaginas. Most babies look exactly the same except for the really ugly ones who look like top-heavy jack-o'-lanterns. Babies are extremely lucky people, however, because all they have to do is go, bah, and then they get to suck on a decent pair of tits. Babies are well known for sitting around and doing nothing except pooping and expecting you to fix it. They whine and complain until they get what they want and never do anything on their own to make it happen. They, therefore, are considered useless to society, which, of course, means that babies are role models to all black people. (laughs) I knew something was coming. I knew it in my bones was going to happen. Killing a Jew baby uh, gives a 1d20 to immortality throw with a minus 6 to save. As a quick aside, poning a black person gives an automatic plus 5 to crime prevention. <laughs> you were a bastard. You know that. And so ends this retrospective look back at the very first quickening. I'm not sure uh, if I did well the first time out or this time, but uh, there it is. There it was. Well... Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was coming. Uh, like, are we gonna make it through the whole thing here with nothing overly too bad? No. <laughs> TNT racism. I was that what I was not expecting. <laughs> Just done left. <laughs> God. <laughs> Jesus. Well. <laughs> so, if you had to take a stab, what would you think? The original was better or the uh, updated version? Uh. 
I would say the original only because nobody had done anything like it before. Okay, fair enough. Although I, I, I got to tell you that was pretty good. <laughs> okay. What what was that other one? Donut. Donut punching. Oh, go go back. I got to look at it again. I forget. It's donut punching. Keep going up. Keep going. There it is. I'll go back down. Uh, obviously, we'll never know just why Jigglypuff <laughs> wants to play donut punching ass pirate with Kirby. Okay, that's the second turn of phrase. You had one in Varyar a couple of weeks ago. Good. <laughs> uh, the last answer did not top the original, but it was hilarious. Well done, sir. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Uh, following you. Okay. Go ahead. All right, that was weird. That was, yeah, maybe you clicked the wrong button or something. I'm guessing. <laughs> Onan says it topped the original. Of course, he's just trying to suck up because we blast him over. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'm surprised he actually. How dare it. someone try to make money? <laughs> <laughs> the last answer didn't top the original, but it was hilarious. Well, yeah, it was like the original. It topped the original. Yeah, I, okay. I, it looks like a. Yeah, it's pretty divided. Yeah. <laughs> This time you didn't actually answer any of the questions, but it was funny. Well, see, that, that's what I've, I've learned, that as long as you, you know, if, if I can make something funny, it doesn't Thank necessarily you, have to, you know, because obviously I didn't answer that rational function <laughs> question. I actually did originally try to, I suppose, but uh, I had forgot because it's been years since high school algebra. I'd forgotten how to do a rational function. I know you have to plot it on your little graph points and all that, and as long as the lines don't hit, you're good, but I forget how to do it, and... Really, uh, you don't need it in life anyway, so who gives a shit? Uh, I think <clears throat> Varyar has sent us something we've been waiting on for a little while now. Speaking of which, Varyar, we have something to show you next time we're over. I will give you access to it. Uh, what you just sent us has been done in micro form elsewhere on a much larger, I mean, for the uh, Oh, okay, I know. I, I, yeah. I, I, I see it. So, awesome. Thank you, Varyar. We will take a look at that uh, post-haste. Okay. Fire, is that how you'll make your first kid? By tongue-punching their mother's firebox? <laughs> <laughs> or by donut-punching their ass pirate? Xanath, I love the more for the reaction you got from M. <laughs> I think overall the questions were answered better, <clears throat> but the last one, which was the main punchline of the first quickening, wasn't as good. Well, you know, it's, it, it's tough to uh, catch lightning in a bottle twice. Right. Like I said, it's the original, and yeah, I mean, your first reaction is, what? <laughs> what? What is this what racism is this? coming out of here? Yeah, <laughs> I was not yeah. expecting this. All right, we got to get out of here. It's way past where we're supposed to be. Damn. Okay. Well, I would say, what did we learn? But uh, really, we didn't. We hardly ever talked <laughs> about any topics at all, except uh, Redbox is doing video game rentals. We learned that uh, the fourth quarter of video games uh, sales plummeted. Yeah, it's, it's the worst uh, worst quarter in five years. We also learned that apparently other... digital sales do not count towards. Yeah, and there was that. one other article. We only did three articles this time. We did three? Yeah, we only did three. We did the red box. We did video game sales tumbling. Uh, and there was another one that we did. We learned about all of the famous people from Cleveland. There you go. Uh, you guys learned that uh, I'll be creating a Worldcon in Orlando. Once the website goes up, um, I encourage you guys to uh, donate to it. Uh, obviously, uh, your donations will go toward your ticket. Uh, should you be supporting the Orlando in 2015 bid? Uh, all that money would go <coughs> to... Uh, marketing the bid and uh, getting out to other conventions because you, you got to make the rounds. You have to go around market yourself and uh, 
Obviously, that costs a lot of money to go around the freaking country to do that. So that's where all that money would go. Uh, but uh, I hope that when the website comes up, I, uh, I'll be getting some supporting bids. Uh, <clears throat> okay. I learned that we have some a brief recording we have to do following the show. Yes. We're done left. <clears throat> I think that's it. Let's see. Um, I didn't really yeah. didn't talk about too much more. Other than this with ants. Learned some old guy beat me out for a foul ball. Bastard. <laughs> that's all right. He's going to die before I will. Uh, we learned Burger King's trying to be hip. Yes. I, I, I I've never seen that. a shirt like that. It was crazy. Eh. She came out. I was like, what the hell is she? This is like Pepsi like? when they redo their logo every five years. At, at first, I thought like she was just wearing like a shirt. Like She <clears throat> she didn't come in her uniform. I was like, why aren't you wearing that? Then I saw the BKs entwined in the things. I'm like, that's a Burger King shirt. What the hell? I learned the first question was about... And that's an interesting dilemma. Do you post pictures of your ex-girlfriend online? I wish old girlfriends would send me naked pictures of themselves, but I they don't. You. I tell you. Wish they would. <laughs> uh, and you say that with Mr. Mim not in the room, obviously. Yeah, because no, any of my old girlfriends are listening to this show. No. <laughs> uh, I, I honestly think that's it. I think yeah, pretty much. Just for once. I'd like to thank everybody who listened. Thank you for the listeners for tuning in. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be able to do this. We're talking to ourselves, and everybody That'd do that. Creepy. Uh, <clears throat> I want to thank all our writers on the newsletter, which you need to support and sign up for. The Empress Court newsletter, the opinions of the court. Yeah, I need to uh, start writing. No shit. <laughs> kind of bad when uh, half of the show doesn't write. Cough. Cough again. He's just... <coughs> oh, oh, I was my... Uh, Try not to burp in the microphone. My hand got the flu. I think it's called herpes. It's called, <laughs> it's called herpes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay, anyways. Uh, I want to thank, uh, let's see, Barry, Indigent, and Martyrdom, and None Left, myself, and Varyar, who runs the whole thing, and not you because you didn't do shit, <clears throat> for writing for the newsletter. Oh, I didn't miss anybody. <clears throat> God, I got something in my throat again. Again? Damn. Yeah. I want to thank Don Left, our IRC bitch and show contributor, for staying up on a Monday morning to help us out here. It's Monday there in whatever country it's from. I want to thank No Wise for going out and putting up our podcast. As always, thank you, sir. Although I believe he's probably busy elsewhere. Let's see. I think that's all the thank yous. Other than for our sponsors, Type Fragment Trailer Servers. We use them at Clan Appeal Guard. You should, too. And Audible.com. If you sign up now, you get a free audiobook. Audible. A big shout-out to Clan Appeal Guard on the Coil Fang Server, U.S. side. I was disappointed to find out that they did not show up for the Archbishop Shriggs' PvP crawl yesterday. They didn't only had a few, but then again, it was kind of a last-minute thing. I'm hoping, coming this weekend, now that I'm in Northrend, we can go ahead and raid Northrend now that we're going to see some more Alliance out there. Especially once I get airborne. <clears throat> so, things will be going very well in every other regard. If you wish to join us, I highly encourage you to do so. Join us on Coilfang US side. That's the WoW server we're playing on. Uh, you can get all the information at BTW uh, forms or head over to clanwinchy.net, the home of Clan Imperial Guard. You can find all the information there. Make a character. Uh, we're on the Horde side. Whisper us. Tell us where you are. We'll invite you. Tell us on the uh, forums, and I will add you to the 1G list. <clears throat> also, uh, last quick update on the BTW Fantasy Baseball. Oh, that's right, yeah. It remains a two-horse race, but at this point, it's really a one-horse race. At the moment. But of I course, am it's, 500, a it's a long season. It's a long season. I'm 500 points away in the league, which in fantasy baseball in this league is a lot. That is a lot. Uh, you were in second. I believe uh, Martyrdom is in fourth. Varyar in fifth. Who's in third? I don't know, but it's not to me. It only shows up, so I don't care. Actually, that, and they don't use, I don't think they use their uh, regular names, so it's kind of hard to figure out. Oh, okay. 
Having said that, uh, is there anything else we need to thank? Anything I'm forgetting? The newsletter you can uh, subscribe to. Go to btwproductions.com. Get it out the front page. Or if you go to the Shows tab, Emperor's Court, it's on the right side. Sign up for it. It's awesome. You're going to like it. Sign up for it. You know, if you don't read it, it, it's just numbers. We can then take this an advertiser and try to make some money. Because we're poor white guys trying to make it in the black man's world. All right. Anything else? <laughs> like that? I cannot claim a responsibility for that. I heard it out there. As are most people. Uh, I can't uh, think of anything else. All right. Uh, okay. Well, next Sunday then, Highlander still, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, should be okay. I would expect Vire to be here as well. Um, I think that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, wait, what is next Sunday? I don't know. Is it is it actually something? Like you have something going on? <clears throat> next Sunday is the 26th. I do. I actually have a swim meet for my daughter, but I think we're done by 6. Okay. At least we damn well better be. If um, not, well, when I get my uh, punt. my old schedule on Tuesday night, I'll, okay. uh, I'll find out if it's because you know, if I have like Saturday off, then we can just do it on Saturday. The problem is we we keep going back and forth jerking people around. It's gonna it's gonna play havoc with our numbers. I hate to be that show like a couple others that show me uh-huh. that jump around. We gotta stay with one night or, or the other. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, bad manners are better than no manners at all. Stay classy. Internet. So long, everybody.